Uh, yeah, so I'm like super fucking pumped to talk about this with you because I don't remember the last time we really got in depth on Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. So uh, I watched it. I, you know, I was hoping to watch it. I watched it like Monday or whatever. I was hoping to watch it more over the week, but I didn't have time. And uh, so I watched it this morning a little bit, a little bit last night to write some notes and everything. But um, I kind of like you were just saying before we started recording, I was like, man, I could write. I could I could watch this movie over hours and hours and write so many notes because it's yes. just so fucking yep. good. It is. I'm super it really pumped. is. Um, uh, Brandy had a thing that she was doing on Friday night, so it was just me by myself. Mm-hmm. And to cut loose, I watched the Winter Soldier <laughs> and paused it like eighty times uh, to to take notes. That's so funny. And and rewind it and rewatch scenes. Yeah, yeah, it, man. Got to do what you can. Spoilers. That's a good movie. Absolutely, man. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a fun one for us because um, we we love Cap. So what can you say? Team Cap all the way. Hey, hey. Amanda's Amanda too is like. I just don't get him. I don't. He's just good all the time. And I'm like, yeah, that's uh, that's the point. He's, he's just like, a good dude. He's just a good dude. He's the best <laughs> of all of us, man. That's the point. That's why he was chosen. It's, it's what it is. So I don't know. I, I just dig it. Yeah. Well, our, I mean, do you want to just get into it? Let's slide up in it. Because we can talk about this for, this could be our longest one ever. Like this could it, easily it's, be it's four hours. Possible. So yep. yeah, let's, uh, we're doing it. And uh, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Today's show topic is obviously Captain Underpants. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Oh, I didn't, write, I didn't write the year. I forgot. Uh, it was uh, 2014. 14? Sweet. Don't worry. I got you covered. That hey. was a note I made. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> One of about 300 off the list. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that, uh, I'm not that, that old, but 2014, it seems like uh, this movie just came out, but then we, we have Civil mm-hmm. War and we have so much after that too. It's That's why this this whole Marvel thing for like 10 years, it doesn't feel like 10 years, but it does. And it's just like crazy mm-hmm. how many they packed in that short amount of time. So, Oh, I know. Crazy. Yeah. And, and, and it's just come so far with all the characters. Yeah. Like rewatching these movies, I'm like, oh yeah, and I can see how this character is going to go from here to there to uh-huh. later on in, in uh, later films. Yeah, so yeah. It's pretty, it's kind of a weird thing to do. Um, yeah, it's interesting. sometimes the, the characters don't necessarily like track in their own movies, like Black Widow uh-huh. started out in Iron Man, and then this, she's in a, she goes from Iron Man to yeah. Avengers to Captain America, then, yeah, so on. Yeah, and she's more, yeah, she, I feel like her, uh, her character belongs more with Shield, and now, and that therefore belongs more with Captain America. But yeah, she mm-hmm. like started out in Iron Man. That's funny, uh, yeah. totally different thing. But yeah, I like how it all just switches up, and you don't know who's going to show up in any movie at any given time. And it's like cool, bring them all on, whatever. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's awesome. It's now fluid enough that they, <laughs> yeah. they can cross over like that. Yeah, right on. Yeah. All right, so uh, today's episode is brought to us by who, Brent? Well, I'm glad you asked, Stephen. Uh, as you know, spring is just around the corner. Mm-hmm. And um, so now is the perfect time to start preparing your garden. Pimpson has been the leader in garden equipment for over three decades. And this year, they've got a stellar new line of watering products for your garden. Introducing Pimpson Hose. The Pimpson Hose is perforated along... <laughs> the Pimpson Hose is... Hode? <clears throat> Try it again. The Pimpson Hose is perforated along its body, so you can simply snake the hose throughout your garden and turn it on to water all of your crops at once. Oh, nice. Pimpson Hose is already proving to be so popular that rappers are continually talking about it. Pimpson Hose is now available at Home Depot, Lowe's, and evidently at the club. Uh-oh. Pimpson Hose, spruce your G's up by laying the hose down. <laughs> wow, that's a good one. Um, I'm, I, I didn't realize we were going to get a big account like that, too. 
Well, it's timely, you know, yeah. because the weather is getting ready to change mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. So it's never too early to start taking care of your garden yeah. or your G's, if you will. So. <laughs> got to get those pimps and hose. Absolutely. Got to get that. Uh, that's really yeah. nice. Um, thank you, Pimpson, Pimpson's Hose. hose. <laughs> pimps and Hose, please. We're getting, well, I, again, we're not getting paid for this, but you know. <laughs> but if we were, we want to say it right, David. Right, yeah, absolutely. Well, fantastic. Um, all right, well, uh, thank you for that again. And uh, don't forget to email your questions, show topic ideas, and dog pictures to let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and just lead in from that because we did get an email. And uh, I'd like to read that uh, today. <clears throat> sure. This is from Sarah Brinley, a uh, longtime listener. Uh, I believe she's even written in before. We love Sarah. So uh, she said, hey, gents, I finally caught up on episodes 29, 30, and 31 in the middle of 32. Sorry I haven't been up to date as you release things. I had to listen to Ready Player One, which I loved. Can't wait to see the movie. And that led me down the path to audiobook listening. And uh, I'm so glad, Sarah, that you got to listen to that book because I love it, and I'm very pumped for the movie. So that's really cool. Uh, She said, catching up, Brent, I thoroughly enjoyed watching The Night Before with Steven over the Christmas holiday. It was just as much fun as I remembered. Uh, is it terrible that I haven't still haven't seen Justice League? No, Sarah, stay away. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> even again, Brent, it's who, not good, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah. who kind of liked it? I mean, I'm going to watch it eventually, and so uh, maybe maybe Sarah will be there. I don't know. Um, I'm not going to go out of my way. You know, once it comes on HBO or something that I already have, sure. But uh, other than that, I'm probably not going to watch it. So you you kind of have to let Justice League happen to you. It's not that <laughs> you have to want to seek out. I don't think. I mean, I did. That's good. But yeah. you know, you wouldn't recommend it, was good it for the show. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. sacrifices happen. <laughs> um, she said, "Could you post on Twitter and or Instagram the order of all of the movies in the Marvel universe? Apologies if that's something you've already done, but just direct me there, and I'll stop being a lazy sob." Sarah, I don't think you're lazy sob. I think that's a great yeah. idea. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of fun. I, and in fact. More than that, I was wondering, Brent, if you've seen anything, I'm sure someone online has made this, but uh, I've been confused on the actual timeline of events because Mm -hmm. some of the movies, like I read when I was reading the Wikipedia for Winter Soldier, they said it's like two years after the uh, ending of Avengers. And uh, I'm not sure where like Iron Man 3 is supposed to fall. Like his seemed like a lot closer and it was the first movie after that. But I was like, I really don't know. They, you know, they've jumped jumped around. Um, Definitely in a, a lot of the movies now, they've jumped to like the early 90s and stuff. Um, where you see stuff in the past. So uh, have you seen anything, Brent, online about like a, you know, a timeline of events, like a chart? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, the movies happen in the order of release outside of uh, the first three movies, really, which are um, Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, and then Iron Man 2. So Mm -hmm. it'd be chronologically, it'd be Iron Man, Iron Man 2, and then The Incredible Hulk. Mm -hmm. And then you pick up with Thor, Cap, and The Avengers. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think the, the timeline is, um, too hard okay. or, or too complicated, yeah. um, but you're jumping across franchises as well. Mm-hmm. So that, that can complicate things. Sure. So, um, I know Wikipedia has a, a pretty good, um, list of the different phases cool. of, of, uh, the MCU movies. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, we can definitely uh, tweet out the, um, I guess the release order of the movies. Yeah, yeah. Is that what she was asking for? Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, just like the order of all of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely do that. Because like like we discussed on the last episode, I think uh, the it's, it's been such a long time that I've kind of lost track yeah. of what movie happens next. Yeah. Um, like I forgot uh, that Captain America Winter Soldier happens before Guardians. And then, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Age of Ultron and then Ant-Man. Like it's just... 
it's just so much to keep track of. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, you know, and we put this on. A, we have like a, a list of our upcoming shows that you and I use. Uh, so we had to go and write, write them all down, and it was kind of a like a, a fun experiment because it's like, yeah, I forgot which which goes where, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be easy enough because that way uh, people at home can follow along and know what's going to come up at least on a, a mini topic that we're going to talk about on any given episode uh, as we get through Infinity War. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll I'll put, put a up. link on there to uh, where Tokyo Drift fits in. Oh everything. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got yeah. That's the thing. Is like she. That's what I think what she's probably looking for is like where where does the Toretto universe come in? You know. Right. So we want to mm-hmm. make sure to, to let our fans know that. Absolutely. <laughs> um, she said, "If we ever do get to hang out all together, let's talk about Wonder Woman because I like that movie a lot. All caps. More than oh, y'all Sarah, did. Why? Why no? <laughs> no? But I think that's because I have the benefit of watching it from a female perspective, which I am curious about. That's um, true. I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, Amanda, at the time when we watched it, had liked it a lot more than me. Um, but she hasn't really said anything about it since. So I don't know if I've just beaten her down through the podcast and she doesn't feel like she can say anything. <laughs> Hopefully not. But uh, I don't think Amanda just wasn't, you know, cared that much, I guess, about it uh, afterwards. But um, but yeah, I would love that's to. That's so funny be- yeah. because I, w- I was just thinking earlier this weekend about wanting to rewatch Wonder Woman or oh, give really? it another shot. You know, now that I know what it is, maybe the uh, the good stuff will stand out to me a little bit more. Yeah, with the ability to fast forward through that little girl's scene, um, <laughs> might sit with me a little bit yeah. better this time. Yeah, right on. Um, I mean, I would give it another shot. I, it'd be fun to watch it with Sarah. Um, with a, it's like any time, it's fun to watch a movie with someone that loves it, so that you can uh, kind of yeah. get that love, you know, transferred over a little bit. And uh, so that would definitely help, I think. Um, I I was thinking about it when she wrote this because I've actually been wondering about her or just any other females that listen to our show. And uh, we rag on that movie a whole lot, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but it's just an easy punching bag for it, it's, you know, as recent and it's it's something that we that you and I just agreed on so well. And um, compared to a lot of other movies that we watch, it, it just comes up in conversation a lot. Uh, but I honestly sometimes when I bring it up, I'm like, I don't mean to like shit on this movie all the time. It's not that bad. It's just an easy punching no. bag, you know, it is. So, yeah, no, for me, the the easiest punching bag of all is Suicide Squad. Yeah. But I don't bring it up because you've never seen it. Sure. And <laughs> I do not want you to see it because it is that <laughs> it was that bad. Did I it was that traumatizing of an experience for me to watch that movie. I, on that note, I think I forgot to tell you, I caught the end of it um, when I was in Denver with Danny. Um, what? I know. Uh, it was on TV. He, it was either it came oh, okay. on or he put it on briefly. And uh, so that was, again, it was just uh, kind of like Justice League. It, you know, it just has to find you. Um, so I let it happen. <laughs> and it will. Yeah. <laughs> I just let it happen. And uh, I listened, or I watched uh, a little bit of it. And the effects were just awful. Like, there was so much going on. It was, uh, spoiler alerts for, for uh, Justice, or not Justice League, for Suicide Squad. But um, it was it was like the, the witch or whatever, whoever that is. And they were fighting her. And, like, she gets her power, like, taken away. And it was just all so weird. They had that heart or whatever they were going for. And um, I, I don't know. The effects were just god-awful. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, what's happening? There's just so much flying around. And, like, nothing makes sense. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I watched just enough to get a taste. And then I just walked away from that shit. So <laughs> yeah. it was not, yeah. not, my, not my favorite. No. All, all of the DCEU movies take place either at night or with darkened skies. Yeah. Like in Man of Steel at the end, it's technically during the day, but the uh, the sky is, is dark. And then the same thing with Justice League. And then, you know, BVS and Wonder Woman, like yeah. the climactic scenes take place at night. Um, and the opposite is true for the Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. Like most of them take place during the day. Um, there's some outliers here and there. Sure. With, um, I guess the 
all three Iron Man movies, but mm-hmm. otherwise, um, you know, Avengers and uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. That happens during the day. And it's, I don't know, it makes it a little more chaotic and fun to me whenever um, they take place amongst civilians and like normal buildings mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and that, you know, Wonder Woman kind of matched uh, the first Captain America for that since they're both, you know, like war movies and stuff. So it's kind of different. But uh, so I, I'd be more intrigued, I guess, for, for Wonder Woman 2 to see where she could go next. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm only vaguely excited for that just because it's, you know, it's not still a favorite character of mine and I just don't really care for the DCEU. But um, I think that mm-hmm. would be a better movie to me, much like even though I love the first Avenger, um, you know, the Winter Soldier is such a better movie um, when he gets into the modern world with Cap. It's, it's yeah. so much more fun and everything. So I'd be intrigued for that. Um, so, yeah, uh, Sarah, that'd be fun to, to watch someday. Um, yeah. And then uh, let's see. She said... Um, Something that I've been loving lately. Super guilty pleasure. I've been rewatching Cougar Town. Uh, it's basically a follow-up of Friends if Monica and Chandler got a divorce. So a little dark. Don't hate. Uh, Josh and Sarah told us about this the other day, uh, that they were watching it, and they said it's a lot. It's just goofy fun and everything. But they were like, yeah, Monica's still like, or, you know, Courtney Cox is still like Monica. It's just, um, you know, she'd gotten divorced and lives in the suburbs, whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's okay. That's a little different. I'm not sure if I'm into that. Uh, if that you know, it's almost like I love Friends and I love Monica, how she is. So, But I think it's funny. I didn't ever hear it that way about that show. Um, that show never really necessarily, uh, um, I can't think of the word, uh, appealed to me. But, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, if they, they gave it a shot and they liked it, I might, I might give it a shot too. You ever watched Cougar Town at all? Uh, Brandy did. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she watched it for a few seasons. And then it went from, I think... NBC or ABC oh, and moved over to like yeah. TBS or whatever, mm-hmm. and she she'd never caught up on oh, okay on that like final season or yep. or two because she hates but, TBS. Uh, yeah, I mean she she seemed to think it was okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I regard. And uh, she said, and lastly, you know, it would be dinosaur pizza. Britt and Brady coming to H Town and playing D and E. And and she finished this by saying, "And Amanda and Stevens' new house because we uh, had put in an offer for a house and got accepted and." Uh, uh, as of this recording, this is on Sunday, and we uh, are having an inspection tomorrow and Monday. So hopefully this goes through. Yay! Hooray! So, uh, yeah, that would be amazing because uh, we, we want to have you guys down to see the house. You know, once it's all settled, uh, we'd have a few months for closing. But once it's all done, we'd love to have you guys down. And, uh, yes, so how about some D&D, man? Hey, I'd be all up. I'd, I'd be all up for crawling up inside the uh, the Wobbly H there. The what? <laughs> the Wobbly H. <laughs> the Wobbly <laughs> The Wobbly H? Yeah. What's that? It's a it's a sex term. I'll tell you off the, oh. off the podcast. Oh, sexy. Like, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll both describe and pantomime. <laughs> Sounds great. That makes me think of um, Easy A with uh, Emma Stone. Uh, oh, it's yeah. one of our favorite movies, but they make all, all these different sex terms or whatever and uh the mpaa had given them like a hard time with the rating and they were like you guys use all these sex terms like there's like one that's like a backwards lemon ball and uh he's he was like we made that up the director like made that up so he was like what do you guys think that is and he was like the mpaa came up with the grossest shit (laughs) to describe what they thought our sex acts were but they were all made up so it's like what you know they they were just like as dirty as anybody else or whatever but i always thought that was so funny yeah yeah um so yeah she's she ended much love and uh, much love back to you sarah thank you for sending that uh she also sent us a puppy picture of uh josh and sarah's dog gus so we will tweet that out oh nice yeah he awesome yeah thank you for writing sarah absolutely uh gus is surrounded by uh some toy he just destroyed uh all the the fuzzy insides are all around him so 
Uh, always love those picks. Those always crack me up. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, thank you for that. And uh, I'll, I'll go back again. If you want to send us any uh, questions, show topic ideas, or dog pictures, you can send those to Let's Talk About Stuff podcast at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTASpod. Hell yes. Boom. Hell yes. Be as cool as Sarah and send us your yeah. stuff. Sarah's pretty cool. You want to be as cool as Sarah. Damn straight. Yeah. She set the bar high. Yeah, no, that was a good email. A lot, yep. There's a lot packed in there, Sarah. Thanks. Um, Just packing it all. <laughs> all right. So you want to move on to a uh, mini topic today? Yes, absolutely. So tonight is Oscar mm-hmm. night. And you've, from what I understand, have seen a movie or two. I've seen a few. I have not. I didn't finish my task uh with the the house stuff we were doing and just my general laziness uh combined those powers combined i succeeded in not watching what i needed to <laughs> so <laughs> but that's okay um uh, i made a few notes and, on here and, do it go ahead and i'd say uh, go ahead and, and recap for people what you typically do yeah yeah for sure um, by the time it gets to the oscars so i try to watch the uh all of the best picture nominees so um at various times the oscars have either done five or ten and now it's like up to ten um that can be nominated for best picture so there are nine this year um i actually prefer that because i think a lot more get noted you know um nominated which is great but uh wouldn't necessarily win ever and that's fine but i liked that they are at least nominated so i like the the up to 10 format i think is good um it does make for a lot of movie watching if you want to try to do that though five movies was much easier to do this task but uh i preferred bigger um so i didn't get a chance to watch everything um i do try to do that um i wish that i was better about seeing movies at the theater throughout the year it's just that i've fucking hate theaters now so uh it's kind of hard but um i wish that i would know i would have seen a lot of these movies before they were nominated because um i I think that kind of like taints the view of them it's if you know that they're nominated you have a certain view in mind of like how good they should be or whatever and so sometimes i'll watch a movie like some of the ones i'll get into here that i was like i didn't really understand all the love and maybe i would have if i had just found it like a normal person and not found it through this list (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know (laughs) but um i'll read through the uh the best picture nominees uh first we have call me by your name darkest hour dunkirk get out Lady Bird. Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. So uh, of, the, of those, the ones that I have seen are Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Post, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. So I was not able... And to, the, the Star Wars one. Which one? The Star Wars the one. The Star Wars one. Episode one, The Phantom Thread. <laughs> I was like, where is it going with this? Fantastic, sir. You're like, I've been playing on that joke for a week. <laughs> I would, um, man, that's a toss-up. I am not excited about watching The Phantom Thread. I am not a uh, Paul Thomas Anderson fan, really. Um, and so I, I wasn't really planning on watching that one anyway. Like I was, I was trying to watch all of the rest of them before tonight, but I don't think I'm going to watch any more at this point because they're all like theaters and stuff. Uh, but... It's a toss-up if I would like to rewatch The Phantom Menace or watch The Phantom Thread. I'm I'm <laughs> not looking forward to it that much. <laughs> not even for the uh, the CGI ball removal oh, man. of uh, Army Hammer's uh, shorts. There, you know, um, I'm just not. Uh, it's just not my thing. And uh, I I it could be good. The trailers didn't look good, but uh, I'm just not looking forward to it. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a pretty you know I like Daniel Day Lewis, but um, 
It's just not, you know, not one that I'm looking forward to as much. So is this, this is his final movie, isn't it? Uh, it might be. He he's, he's, he's said that before. He's retired before. He was a cobbler for a few years in like Italy. <laughs> yeah, uh, who knows, man? That dude's crazy. Uh, crazy awesome, but uh, he, he's all over the place. So, um, so yeah, I, I definitely wanted to see Call Me By Your Name. I've heard that's great. Um, I really wanted to see, like super wanted to see The Shape of Water, and I just don't know that I'll be have a, have a chance to go this afternoon. I might still look at times, but um, it might win Best Picture this year, uh, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year is actually pretty crazy. And after last year with uh, Moonlight winning, and that was, you know, like an art house film, um, that would definitely win, like, the Independent Spirit Awards, but not necessarily Oscars. And when it did, it's like, uh, that's pretty cool. So um, this year, is it's kind of up in the air, and it's kind of fun that way. So, um, uh, yeah. do you Did you see any of these this year, just, just watching movies, anything that sounded good? I don't like to brag, but I have seen Get Out. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, right on. And that's it. <laughs> I saw Get Out, and I was like, what's the point? Why even go on? That's the one? Um, no, there are uh, several of the movies on that list that I wanted to to see, The Shape of Water being yeah. one of them. Um, and uh, real quick, I saw an article uh, that popped up on my phone in my uh, news feed yesterday that said uh, where you can stream uh, you know, most of the Oscar nominees. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, cool. So maybe I'll have a chance to check out some more of those. And I looked it up, and each article said, now available to stream on, like, Amazon and iTunes. Yeah. I was like, oh, I wonder if that's something they do, yeah. <laughs> uh, where you can just watch them for free. Uh, <laughs> no, you have to, like, buy them. Yeah. So don't tell me where I can buy something. Like, I can piece that together. Yeah. <laughs> just tell me where I can stream something for, yeah. for free. Or, you know, with a, a subscription I already have. But I agree with that. They weren't, they weren't having The it. term streaming to me means free. Like, or yeah. like Netflix, whatever. Like it means like you go, you pay for a service and it streams, not like you can rent or buy it. Even though that is mm-hmm. streaming online, like I consider that the way you're considering that too. So yeah, I've, I've been frustrated by that before where I've been like, oh, I'm so excited. Or like some of these, mm-hmm. like call me by your name or whatever. It's like, oh, it's on iTunes. Sweet. I can go rent it. And you go there and it's like, oh, it's only to buy. Um, or sometimes they'll be like, oh, it's coming to buy and rent in a month from now. And it's like, why are you showing me on iTunes then? Like, if it's there, I, I should be able to, to rent it, essentially. Yeah. But uh, I saw The Shape of Water came out on iTunes uh, this past Friday. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, awesome. Uh, and of course, it's not available to rent. It's discounted to mm-hmm. like fourteen ninety nine, yeah. but uh, I'd like to, uh, to watch it before I make that commitment. I, I I've heard nothing but good things. And I like uh, Del Toro, mm-hmm. but, you know. I I still want to watch it. I thought about buying it because I think I'm going to love it, but I've been burned mm-hmm. by that in the past where I've been like either I didn't love the movie that I bought or it wasn't as good to buy. And it's like, that would have been a great rental, but I just wanted to see it. And I'm like, I don't want to waste the money if I really am not going to like it. <laughs> so that's going to be annoying. So that's... And that's yeah. why you own white chicks. <laughs> I own it two times. I don't even know how. <laughs> <laughs> how do you even double dip on iTunes? I don't understand. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I'll just go through, uh, some of the things I thought briefly about these movies. Uh, I don't want to waste a lot of time, uh, waste, whatever. I don't want to spend a lot of time on, on all of this, but, um, kind of what I give my thoughts and then go through what I think might win and what I kind of want to win. And then again, I will, uh, now, yeah. Yeah. If you will, um, go ahead and mention if you watched it by yourself or if you and your wife watched it together okay, yeah. or whatever, Good call. cause would be interested to know what her, yeah. her thoughts are. Cause she texted us the other night that, uh. She was not into one of them. Uh, <laughs> indeed, but, uh, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. Yeah, that's good. So, um, I'm, I'll start with Dunkirk. Um, Dunkirk, I thought was really good um, overall, but I, I wasn't that impressed with it. Uh, 
it it had some good points, um, some good parts to it, but it was really disjointed. Um, I'm a I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan, and he didn't disappoint in the visuals department. But I thought the movie was kind of disjointed. It it really just it follows the trying to get troops out of Dunkirk, France, and into uh, across the English Channel to, back to England. Um, and it follows it from land, sea, and air. So you see boats, you see uh, an air pilot, and you see the actual guys on land. And that's a cool idea, but it kind of just starts. Like, it just starts, like, by following a dude and just kind of follows him throughout the movie. And a lot of it I just didn't really feel like... Um, there was a lot, a main like narrative thread, and I think it's what he was going for. He had mentioned that he just kind of wanted to show things like realistically and go through the motions of them trying to escape and all this stuff. And there's like very little dialogue in it. I mean, there's definitely dialogue, but it's not plot focused. It's just kind of like from the different people trying to do this job. And so it's it's a cool experiment. Um, it looked really pretty, but not my favorite. Um, same event, uh, another weird year, sort of an, an Armageddon Deep Impact scenario, but uh, <laughs> for for Oscar heavyweights. Uh, but the uh, Darkest Hour is the same story of Dunkirk, but told from the British par- parliamentarian uh, view of that and Winston Churchill. And um, I actually didn't think I was going to like this one as much. This was directed by Joe Wright and. Um, I don't really do a lot of, I don't see a lot of movies of his. I've heard they're great. I just haven't really picked him up, but, uh, he has a really, uh, good visual style. Um, I think he was like a play director and stuff. Um, and he, he just has a, a neat view of, of how to show the world. And it, it felt kind of Oscar Beatty. It was, um, a little bit, uh, like you'd expect it to be. It was like, um, all the costuming was great. The historical accuracy seemed pretty good. Um, uh, Gary Oldman uh, as um, Churchill. He's probably going to win Best Actor, and he deserved it. He Gary Oldman always disappears in his roles, but holy shit, did he disappear in his role for this one? Uh, there were literal times where I was like, oh, fuck, that's Gary Oldman. Like, I had to remind myself multiple times for the movie because <laughs> right. he really disappears. The makeup uh, is fantastic on him. Um, it, he really fit that role really well, but um, it was cool. I didn't expect it to like it as much as, like, Dunkirk. I thought Dunkirk with Christopher Nolan, I thought it was going to be much more cool movie and uh but i thought darker Tower is just a really solid solidly good movie and i would definitely watch it again over dunkirk which is just so shocking to me so um i, I thought it was good it was it was neat to show it's not just about dunkirk but it it's about churchill being elected to uh be the prime minister and i didn't realize how fast all that stuff happened um it, it all takes place within like two weeks in may and it's like belgium falls and that's one of like five countries to fall in like two weeks and then they evacuate and it's kind of like uh, this cool story. So, so that was really good. Um, I don't think it definitely should win by any chance, but, uh, a good movie. Um, the other one, uh, so I watched, uh, Dunkirk and Darkest Hour by myself. Um, didn't think it was Amanda's kind of stuff. I love World War II and, and all that, but she's not that into it. So, uh, we watched Dunkirk though, right after, or I watched Dunkirk right after Lady Bird. So we watched that on Friday night. Lady Bird is the one you were mentioned that Amanda and I watched together. So yeah. Lady Bird, I was super excited about um Greta Gerwig uh, wrote and directed it um it's always cool you know she's a young female and she's getting a lot of notoriety she's nominated for best director for this that which is amazing um I had heard amazing things about this it has a 99% it has like one bad review on Rotten Tomatoes it um tied like Toy Story 2 for a 100% rating it's like one of the top six highest rated movies on Rotten Tomatoes of all time 
And wow. so that's a lot going into it. Um, and I mm. knew it was like a simple story, independent. I knew it was that way, and people just really gravitated towards it. Someone, something about it caught them. I don't understand it. Um, this is one that I feel almost like sorry to the world. So if people out there listening and they love this movie, please tell me why. Like, I would love to discuss it because I'm, I'm just missing something. And it definitely is probably the Oscars, you know, overshadowing some of that. Maybe that it's uh, my hopes were a little too high or whatever. But um, it's just about, it's like a coming of age story about a, a teenage girl and her fighting with her mom and like dating and sex and whatever. And, um, it was okay for that, but there's not really any more plot than that. It's like a year in her life in high school when she's trying to go off to college and all the stuff she's dealing with. But um, Amanda and I, about like 45 minutes in, we're like, what is the plot of this movie, though? So she looked it up and read the <laughs> plot description, and she was like, "That we're in it. This is it. This it, All it is is just following <laughs> these people around. And, and that, that works in some movies, and it just didn't for me. I People talked about how this um, like meant something to them. It, you know, it was like their teenage experience, and like I felt nothing compared to this at all. Like, um, her mom is like really overbearing and kind of a bitch, honestly. And, um, but also she's struggling in her own right. And you kind of see her as an adult and, and everything. And she has her own dreams and everything. But, uh, I was like, I don't feel that way against my mom. Like my, I didn't have a, a troubling teenage period with my parents really. Um, mm-hmm. so I was like, I don't know, like maybe my, my sister and my mom used to fight as, you know, teenagers do but i never really got into that so i was like maybe my sister would like this a little bit more uh like they love each other and everything but you know they had contentious years in their teenage times and uh mm-hmm. maybe but i was like i just didn't didn't feel much for it so didn't have much of a connection so that's crazy uh, i know austin wilson from hideous energy he uh i think he loves mm-hmm. this movie and maybe that's part of it maybe that's part of his upbringing yeah. but i remember him specifically mentioning that saoirse ronan's uh, performance uh, was something really mm-hmm. to see what did you what do you think I, about her performance so weird okay first off uh good pronunciation of saoirse because i used to call her swarzy uh and then <laughs> <laughs> i have to not think about what the name looks like that's the only way i can nice. pronounce it there, she does a uh, a clip on the colbert sh- uh, show like on his on the tonight show or whatever um or not the tonight show whatever uh the late night the late yeah show, with uh, colbert uh mm-hmm. where they go through irish names and it's hilarious. It's a really funny thing, but he they go through her name, and it's so funny because I can't really say her name without doing my voice a little bit higher. I, I do like Sersha, Sersha, and <laughs> it's and it's so funny because I do that naturally, but he was doing that, and so she was trying to tell him how to say her name, and he was repeating it like her, and she was like, "No, just say it normally, like Sersha." But I, like, I, it's hard for me to do that. Like, it's like Sersha. Mm-hmm. I want to do it like Sing Song. I'm from Ireland, you know, like. <laughs> <I'm> the- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So my bad, but yeah, so good pronunciation on your part. Um, I I love her. Um, she's been in a bunch of movies that I've really liked, even movies that I didn't like that she's been really good in. Um, like Brooklyn a few years ago was nominated, and uh, I watched it for that reason and, and didn't really care for the movie. Um, it was kind of sappy, but she was great. Um, I thought she was a little weak in this, honestly, and it wasn't even her fault. I just thought like, the whole thing, like nothing just clicked with me. Um, there were some other people in this mm-hmm. movie that, I, that are amazing actors, and I was like, they were okay. Um, I thought they were better in this other thing. Um, like, there's a, a yeah. good young cast in this movie, and a bunch of them show up in other Best Picture movies, um, which is fun. Um, there's a boyfriend she has in it. One of the boyfriends she has um, was nominated last year for uh, Best Supporting Actor for uh, Manchester by the Sea, which is a fucking awful movie, but he was really good in it. And he's super young. He was like 17 or 18 when he filmed it, I think. Uh, but he's also in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, 
Um, he's Francis McDormand's oh, wow. son, and he's like uh, not a main character, but he's he's around definitely. Um, and so that was interesting. And then her other boyfriend in the movie is the main guy in Call Me by Your Name. That's not Army Hammer. Um, his name is uh, Timothy oh, something. Um, yeah, yeah. And so like a lot of these people that showed up in other films, and I, I I hear he's great in that movie. He was just okay in this one. I thought he had promise, but I didn't like him. So yeah, I'm curious uh, what other people would say. I I know I'm in the the minority for this one by far. I just Amanda and I both like Amanda was like she wants her one and a half hours back for sure. Like she hated it, uh, and it had some funny parts or whatever, some good parts, but I have no desire to go see it again. So, yeah. just missing out. Um, the Post was a movie I saw, and I've already forgot about. <laughs> okay, yeah, that seems to be the consensus on that one as well. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's good. Spielberg, Tom Hanks, Street, everybody's good. Uh, it left my brain as quickly as I saw it. Um, it was, you know, it hit all the points you needed to hit. It's it's the, one of the reasons I've mentioned I'm worried about Spielberg directing Ready Player One, but I'm also excited about it because it's bombastic blockbuster again. That's cool. Um, he hasn't done quite in a while, mm-hmm. but um, a lot of his movies lately, like, they're always really good. I just don't care for them anymore. Like, the um, not the Horse Whisperer, uh, Horse, there was something. Seabiscuit. Sea, sure, Seabiscuit. <laughs> he did a horse movie a few years ago. Uh, I don't remember the title of, and it's just like, it was uh, War Horse. It's a really good movie. I just don't care for it anymore, you know? Like, um, it's almost like as if he's, you know, he's so good that he just doesn't have a spark anymore, almost. Um, I don't oh, feel okay. that that um, that energy from him anymore. It just feels like they're really good, and I just move on, so... Kind of felt that way about the yeah. post. Um, the let's see, three billboards outside Edmond, Missouri. We watched last night. So Amanda and I got to see the post with Amanda's parents, and I think she thought this came kind of way is good, but we haven't talked about it since. Uh, three billboards um, was fan fucking tastic. Uh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. one of the movies I wanted to. I would to watch highly sure. recommend it. Um, it's a a weird story. Like I didn't know how the plot was really going to go. And I won't ruin any of it at all, but it just, I, I didn't really know, I didn't really watch any trailers for this one. I only briefly knew what it was about. Um, and uh, it was really like a different story than I expected. It felt really natural. Uh, the characters were fully realized. Um, Frances McDormand is always amazing and she didn't disappoint. Sam Rockwell is fantastic. Um, he's probably oh, yeah. going to win Best Supporting Actor for that and definitely deserves it. He was great. Um, so I loved him. Uh, and it's just a good story. Everybody in it's great. Um, so that was really cool. Um, highly recommend that. Uh, I thought it was funny. Um, I don't know if Amanda's mom listens to this podcast still or not, but uh, I surely if you do. But uh, last night they had mentioned uh, she and Dan, uh, Amanda's parents, had watched uh, Three Billboards the other day. And they were like, you know, it's listed as like a comedy drama, like a dramedy. And we did not get that yeah. at all because it's like a dark subject matter. It's um, the 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 basic plot is uh, this plot is that a uh, a woman puts up three billboards. Um, her daughter was raped and murdered, and so and the police haven't found the killer. So she puts them up like these billboards up like my daughter was raped and murdered. How come nothing's happened? And uh, so it's obviously yeah. a really dark you know plot line or whatever. But um, they had mentioned like it's not funny at all. And I was uh, before we started it, I was like Amanda. I've heard this has funny moments in it. It's definitely a drama, but I, I'm wondering if we're going to laugh at a lot of parts and that your parents didn't laugh out. And we laughed a lot. There are a ton of funny jokes, did, like okay. non sequiturs and like just like weird little scenes and everything that were like even still dark, but it's like a dark funny. It's dark comedy. And uh, 
And it's definitely a drama, but it just has like moments of brevity or whatever, um, real moments of humanity too, which I liked. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, as we were laughing at it, I was, there's some scenes that were so, uh, uh, so awkward and funny that I was like, how did your parents watch this scene? Like, what did they see this as? How could they not have laughed? There's some really weird scenes and uh, that are completely like comic relief. And I was like, I'm trying to watch this without comic eyes and it's hard. I can't do it. So uh, I'm kind of curious to to watch (laughs) or, you know, to talk to them about it again. So um, and then uh, Get Out, um, I had seen, you know, last year that Get Out is amazing because it came out last February and barely any movies, you know, from from last year get Oscar recognition this far out. Um, this doesn't happen. And the fact of what Get Out is, like a horror movie, uh, barely gets you know, nominated. But it is such a fucking good movie. And so I am I was not only excited that it got nominated, but it's actually gotten a lot of love. Uh, it doesn't look like it's going to get the Best Picture uh, win, but... Um, it actually has been a contender, which is great. It's not just like nominated for the hell of it. It's it's actually up there, which is awesome. So it's actually getting love, and it could uh, could get more love from the more uh, you know younger voters, diverse voters, and stuff that the Academy's brought in the last few years. Um, so that was really cool, and uh, I know that you know you loved it as well. Um, that movie is just awesome. Yes, and I've uh, got some thoughts on it. Yeah. Um. Let me uh, let me see if I can gather my thoughts here. <laughs> I'm just going to play the Get Out episode real quick, so it's just a, a scant two hours. Oh, I would love to go cool. listen to that. These, yes. These are, these are actually red. They might appear pink because I'm standing in front of the window with a heavy the, uh, light brightening them up. Pink. But, uh, so no, you, really if you want to eat a sandwich or whatever, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, that's funny, too. You had it on the, uh, like, one and a half speed. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Now it's going to be super I know, fast when really, we listen to oh, it. Oh, I know, yeah, because uh-huh. we both listen to it that way. That's going to drive Amanda crazy. we like three times speed. <laughs> like like the Micro Machines guy. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see Call Me by Your Name. I don't think it'll win. Um, I think Shape of Water has a really good chance. Um, I pulled up. Uh, I'll probably tweet this out as well for everybody. But um, uh, Five Thirty Eight um, is a, a website or whatever, like a group that that does. Um, like data analysis and stuff. So um, they're a politics thing that okay. I follow a lot. Um, and they just call a lot of stuff together and give you like charts and everything. It's really kind of fascinating. But they, they do predictions. And the way they do predictions is um, not but just by, um, you know, their feelings or like what they've seen around. They do it by the numbers. So they they add up by points. And they show like here are all the stuff leading up to the Oscars, like the SAG Awards, the BAFTAs, uh, Golden Globes, whatever. And it's like how many nominations did a film get? How many wins did it get? And they get points for that, and they add it up. And they show that like previous winners for for Best Actor had at least 191 points at this stage. So they they won it at the majority of award shows by this point. And like Gary Oldman is the only is like the clear winner just by like data alone. So it's kind of fun to watch. And then mm-hmm. it goes through, like, Francis McDormand is, like, a clear winner for that. Um, and so there could be upsets always, but this kind of shows in, in for, uh, for the past. Uh, but so for Best Picture, they're showing Shape of Water. Um, but Three Billboards is the next one. They are the only two that had had enough points at this stage for history to show that it, they should win. So um, if, if you had told me a year ago or within this last year that Best Picture would be between the Shape of Water, a genre sci-fi movie from Guillermo del Toro about a fish man falling in love with a woman, a female woman. Uh, and then three, bi- three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, you know, like a, 
a smaller um, art house type of film with a lot of great talent in it, but just wouldn't necessarily win Best Picture. Like, I would never think those would be the two. Dunkirk, I thought, could definitely be up there. Uh, the Post would always be sure. in there. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't expect it, and it's been kind of fun. So, uh, again, I would love to see The Shape of Water. I don't know that I have a chance, but uh, especially if it's going to win. Um, director, uh, Best Director would be really interesting as well. Uh, looks like Del, Del Toro win that for, for Shape of Water, which is amazing. Because uh, sci-fi movies just don't generally win. Um, the Oscars has yeah. a, a format, and that's not it. So um, it'll be really cool to, to see how it all plays out. I would love Jordan Peele to get that for Get Out, oh his first God. movie. That'd be right? Incredible. That would be so amazing. Uh, yeah. I'm glad it's gotten love for nominations, but uh, you know, it'd be even cooler that way. But um, yeah, so I know I've been talking a whole lot on this one uh, and haven't had a, a lot of input, but you don't watch the Oscars, or not, not as into them, I guess, as I am. So... Uh, no, we, we normally watch them mm-hmm. every year, and uh, we'll watch them tonight. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're planning to watch it tonight. Uh, I think we can stream them on the, uh, the ABC app yeah. on our Apple TV, so we're going to watch it there. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely pulling for... Pulling, whoa, I'm not going to be like jerking off during the award season, but if Get Out wins, uh, I just may. So You'll get Get Out uh, a little reach around. Oh man, that'd be so, so great. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about Three Boat Boards and then Shape of Water. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd like those to win as well, mm-hmm. um, just because I love Sam Rockwell yeah. and uh, I like uh, Abe Sapien. Yeah. So, um, Hell yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'd be, uh, be cool for those to win as well but um but yeah get out is my my clear uh front mm-hmm. runner because it's the only one i've seen yeah well and um yeah. uh on that note i was gonna say you know i'm gonna put out my uh my list of what i what i like to do um what i think will win so every year i make two lists i make the uh what i what i actually think will win and what i want to win so it'll be really interesting i haven't laid it out this year to i'm not even sure what i really want to win for anything but i'll, I'll put those out there but um get out we really fantastic that would be so cool if it won anything because uh, it's just not an oscar movie in general but i like that it's changing and uh with that i kind of mentioned this earlier but the the oscars has been primarily white males for history um they kind of mm-hmm. been the most voters and they they've had like a limited role uh, a limited um number of people um and uh, that are allowed and in th- the last few years to kind of get more people to watch the oscars like younger people and stuff they've also opened up the uh the academy so that more people can vote so they've been opening it up to uh, more diversity and younger people and i think that's why moonlight won and that's what some people have been saying so it'd be really interesting to see how that plays out this year and what wins like i think that's why get out and ladybird have gotten more love and uh could get more votes that way so um that's just really cool that they're doing that and it it fits with what real america is changing into and everything like it it's younger and more diverse and so that you know that's should fit our movies as well so hopefully that does work i mean i know that the oscars are not for everybody anymore um it's not as big an event for everybody it's still a big event for me i didn't get to watch all these this year i'm not as excited about it this year as normal for some reason but i'm you know still gonna get excited as it gets closer to it uh this is my super bowl um mine and mine and danny's we get so excited (laughs) he does an oscar party every year and i'll be giving him my uh my picks and uh, he'll be getting his and you know that we, we text back and forth throughout it so it's always a lot of fun for us but uh i get it you know it's not for everybody so uh enjoy it if you enjoy it and if don't if you don't and uh i'll uh i'll just see you on the next next episode of let's talk about stuff 
I lost it there. I don't know. Are you okay? <laughs> I got a stroke. Um, <laughs> uh, I smelled toast, like you said last time. Rest in peace. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that'd be fun real quick. Give a shout out to Kevin Smith, who mm-hmm. had a heart attack this last week. And uh, man, that has really hit me hard. It, yeah, it did me yeah. too. Like, it was so close. I know it. To, uh, to, to him uh, passing away, but uh, he, he bounced back. Yeah. And he's, uh, it sounds like he's in good yep. spirits and everything. So, uh, so yeah, it's, that, was a, that was a close call. I'm glad he was able yeah. to recover so quickly. I was thinking, I don't know when we'll have time in uh, upcoming weeks, but I would love to do some of his movies. I thought about that in general because, you know, I are fans of his, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I know a lot of other podcasts I'd heard online and, like, YouTube channels and stuff had done. They were like, man, I'm just going to review a Kevin Smith movie because, you know, I'm going to watch some shit because now he's, you know, this happened, whatever. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of feel that way. Like, I just want to watch all his movies again and just, like, fall in love with it all over that, uh, so yeah, we're glad you're not dead, Kev. Yoga Hosers. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Do I have to watch Yoga Hosers? That's not my favorite. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the long pause, part two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that's gonna show up in editing yeah, know, for that'd you. Be really but, interesting. Uh, wow, that's that was a mess. <laughs> was a mess. It would pause, so I would start talking and then it would cut back in and you were talking like mid-sentence and i was like okay i'll just fade out (laughs) (laughs) that was funny all right well are you ready to go to our main topic oh boy am i oh yeah let's let's uh let's crawl up inside of captain america (laughs) the winter soldier from 2014 all right you mean uh i'll I'll lead us off with the uh cast and all that so this was uh directed by anthony and joe russo the russo brothers uh, who I fell in love with this movie. They are amazing, and I'm so glad that they are still involved with the MCU and doing more yes. with that. Um, written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, um, who I looked up because uh, I remember their names from the last cap that we had done. So they wrote uh, Captain America 1 through 3, Thor The Dark World, and Infinity War and Avengers 4, which I didn't realize. Um, so I think it is so fascinating because... Uh, Captain America, the first movie, the first Avenger, is so different from this movie. I would have 100% percent. <laughs> I was going to say percent thought, and in my head I mixed those together. Yeah. I would have 100% thought yeah. it was different writers, uh, if anything else, yes. you know? Uh, so For the sure. fact that it was still them is so cool. And then Civil War after this is also an amazing movie. I mean, The Dark World, I don't think it's the writing's fault necessarily it's a bad movie. I mean, I guess just all of it. Just... Well, that one was co-written by uh, Craig Yost, okay, uh, who's a, a comics oh, okay. writer. Interesting. Um, so, a comics animation writer. Yeah. So, um, it might have been. Some, it was his fault. Some of the, <laughs> it was his fault. Because <laughs> they have a good track record outside oh. of that. So, yeah. Um, and then yeah, Infinity War and Avengers Four. That's super cool. So uh, good on them. Um, and then they seem to work well with the Russo brothers as well because you know this one uh civil war and then uh leading into infinity war they're all doing those together so that's really cool uh cast chris evans as steve rogers captain america scarlett johansson as natasha romanoff black widow sebastian stan as bucky barnes and i don't know if this is actually a spoiler alert or not i was trying to watch the trailers to see if we knew that he was the winter soldier if that was like a uh, a spoiler or if if you're supposed to realize that when his mask gets ripped off in the movie or if we knew that all along do you remember that like the advertising and stuff <laughs> That's one of the notes I've got down okay. here. Uh, I wanted to ask you <laughs> yeah. personally uh, if you knew or not. I mean, I knew from the comics uh-huh. because that was the conceit. Um, it was like the first, um, they relaunched Captain America, and in the first six issues, mm. they introduced the Winter Soldier, and at the end of that sixth issue, uh, you find out that it's it's actually Bucky okay. Barnes. So, 
I, I and the the comics predated the movie by a good decade. Okay, or so. yeah. So so I'm I'm fairly certain that I I knew it was Bucky going into it. Um, mm-hmm. It's not as if they really hide it. I mean, he has a mask on and like the eye shadow kind of thing smeared across. But yeah. um, I mean, you can you can still see it's Sebastian Stan. So I don't I don't know if that was really a hidden thing. I watched one of the trailers to see, and it was weird because. They didn't mention his name. Like, they didn't mention Sebastian Stan or Bucky or whatever. They just show the Winter Soldier. And he has the mask on for the most part, but there is a scene with him full face. It's just kind of far away. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. it's clear that it's Bucky in that scene, but you don't really see it. And then the next scene, it's like a close-up of him with the mask on. And so I was like, are they still trying to hide it? Yeah. So I don't remember how it was, but I, I was wondering about that when I wrote this out, that I was like, should I say that early on? So Well, well also, like, if you pay attention to movie casting in yeah. a way, you know that he's coming sure. back yeah. and, you know, all of that stuff. So. Yeah, and I guess and they didn't hide that either. It, it's just really easy to to Google yeah. Winter Soldier, <laughs> especially at that yeah. time and find out that it's it's Fair Bucky, enough, so. yeah. Uh, so Anthony Mackie is Sam Wilson Falcon, who I'm super excited to talk about, oh right? Yes. He's amazing. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson is Nick Fury. Robert Redford as Alexander Pierce, another of the... Uh, Robert Redford is part of the MCU. But, uh, shit, he's yeah. fucking awesome in it. Uh Kobe Smolders yeah. is uh, briefly in this, uh, not too much, but as Maria Hill. Frank Grillo as uh, Brock Rumelow, uh, who I have a lot of questions about his character for you later on. And uh, Emily okay. Van Camp as Sharon Carter and or uh, Agent 13. Um, and I thought her uh, her role was pretty cool in this as well. So uh, that's some of the yes. cast. And uh, yeah, let's get into it, man. Let's do it. So uh, the movie starts with uh, On Your Left. Yes. Um, <laughs> a repeated uh, joke of sorts where uh, both uh, Anthony Mackie and uh, Chris Evans, uh, their respective characters, I should say, are running around Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. around the uh, uh, like the monuments and, yeah. and whatnot. They're like jogging yeah. or whatever, trying to stay in shape. And uh, yeah. Anthony Mackie is jogging. Passing. <laughs> yeah, that's right uh, <laughs> Chris Evans is constantly in a dead sprint yeah. um, he just can't help it um, and uh, kept, keeps saying on your left when he passes him and at a certain point Anthony Mackie is like no yeah. no no and then it, it's really well shot yeah. where it shows like them from the front and then uh, Captain America passes uh, Sam Wilson and then by the time the, the angle cuts around you can see that like Cap is like so far mm-hmm. ahead like it's just really well oh, yeah. shot uh, scene there. It doesn't, yeah, um, it's yeah, we get to Yeah. Yeah. We get to meet uh, uh, Sam Wilson in mm-hmm. this movie, uh, who is the Falcon. Um, from the comics, I just thought that character was okay, mm-hmm. but I love Anthony Mackie's portrayal. Mm-hmm. Like he's one of my favorite Avengers because of his yeah, portrayal right of, of Sam Wilson. Um, and they just have such a good I know it. Uh, together. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the end of that scene where Anthony Mackie is like sitting down and uh, trying to catch his breath, and then Cap walks up to him. Cap, not sweating yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, he just walks up, <laughs> and they uh, start chit-chatting, and uh, um, uh, Sam mentions uh, Trouble Man, mm-hmm. this Trouble Man soundtrack by Marvin Gaye, and Steve pulls out a list of different things he's been meaning to catch up on. Um, he said the uh, that he likes the internet. It's good for helping him yeah. stay current on stuff. Uh, very useful. Um on uh, Steve's list, which oh, I put down here real quick, uh, of things for him to catch up on. I Love Lucy for television. Nice. The Moon Landing. Berlin Wall Up I and know, Down. I like that. <laughs> Steve Jobs. Apple. 
uh, disco. And uh, my thought on that is, uh, who recommended this? Who recommended this to Captain America? Why would you do that to him? No, that needs to be off there. Um, Thai food, huh. uh, Star Wars slash Trek. Yeah. And I noticed that Star Wars was crossed uh-huh. out, so I guess he's caught up on it. My, my question is, do you think Steve Rogers has watched the prequels? Or do you think he's just watched the original trilogy? Because we didn't have he 78... Didn't. I hope I hope whoever here. told him about that told him what's what's going down there and what he needs to watch and didn't didn't leave him astray. Right. Yeah, I hope so. That's all I can do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, uh, the band Nirvana is oh, on yeah, his right list. Uh, Rocky, and then in parentheses he has Rocky Two question yeah, mark. That's funny. And uh, I know the the list varied from like uh-huh. country to country uh, with little variations yeah. and whatnot, but. Uh, that's the list that we got, and uh, I thought it was a pretty fun little yeah. detail to have. I don't know here. what the other lists are. I saw that online as well again this time. I guess the first five, they said the first five items were different in every like every country or whatever, a lot of different countries. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the, the next ones were the same for editing reasons or whatever, but um, they had like people vote from different areas, like what they wanted to see on it. Uh, or like suggestions and stuff, what they could see on it, which I thought was fun. But uh, yeah, I don't know why disco's on there. That's fucked. That's fucking weird. Uh, nobody needs that <laughs> yeah. uh, unless it's like check this out yeah, so you can ignore it. You know. Uh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's a it's a. I thought that was a, such a fun thing. I, I like this movie because um, it brings him into the modern world in a really good way and shows that he's like trying to to make it in the modern world and what else can he do? You know, kind of thing. So this was yeah. such a good idea for them to add that in there. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Also on disco, you can just play Donna Summer's Dancing Queen, or is that ABBA? Yeah. Whoever mm-hmm. it is, play Dancing Queen, and you're like, congratulations, you've heard yeah. all of disco. That's <laughs> it. It's like the only one that's like worth listening to, really, and then just get it out of yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I've got a note here that uh, Black Widow is kind of like Cap's sister hmm, in this movie, point. which I like yeah. a lot. Um, I was, I always get annoyed where they, they have like needless love mm-hmm. connections in movies. Um, and I was afraid that's what was going to happen between, between yeah. Cap and Black Widow. But uh, besides the, uh, the escalator kiss later in the yeah. movie, which is just a, a fake kiss between the two, um, except it's insinuated that Cap gets a, a bit of a boner. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that, that's really the, the, the main connection. And I like their banter yeah. back and forth um, in this movie. She's quite a, bit a great well. addition to it. Yeah. I didn't, ex- I didn't know going into these movies uh, to this movie that, um, Shield was going to play such a big part, and there, therefore, that Nick Fury and uh, Black Widow were going to play such a big part. But I love her in this movie, um, and that she gets to shine mm-hmm. a lot in it. Um, I'd read online that they tried to fit in Hawkeye and didn't feel he had much to do, and so they just moved a lot of his whatever they had written initially for him over to Scarlett Johansson and just beefed up her role. And I was like, man, it fits so well. Like I didn't need Hawkeye in here, but it fits really well with her. And how much she's there. I, I never uh, also thought of her as his like younger sister or just sister, but uh, I think that's a great way to look at it. And it's fun. Like when he he tells her to get her feet off the dash of the truck they stole because it's not theirs. Um, and I just I've always <laughs> taken that as just like it's just Steve Rogers, it's a good guy or whatever. But I was it feels like a brother thing. Like get your feet off the dash. You know, it's fun. Yeah, I like that. And uh, I noticed that uh, Natasha had her character seemed a little bit different in this mm-hmm. movie, but I think that kind of reflects her affinity for Steve, but also a lot of the time it's on the job mm-hmm. type stuff. And you can tell she's having fun with it because she's a super spy yeah. essentially. So, um, she, she is actually somehow the comedic relief <laughs> in this movie, yeah. which is a, which is kind yep. of funny, but, uh, I, I still like it. Now, um, the uh, one thing about this movie that, um, it, it kind of reminded me of, 
uh, Black Panther mm-hmm. in a way, and that is a more serious, straightforward superhero movie. Mm-hmm. But one of the differences or key differences to me is that um, there's an action scene every maybe 20, 25 mm-hmm. minutes. So it keeps things uh, moving forward at a, a pretty mm-hmm. good pace. Um, the, the, the first... I guess it's the first major action scene we see is uh, when they go to that uh, that uh, that ship at the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie. Yeah, uh, I can't think of the Lumerian, uh, the Lumerian yeah. star. Yeah, um, and they the the once Steve gets on the ship and starts kicking yeah. the shit out of those guys, I was like, "Holy shit, I'm in!" It's like this is this is yeah. this is when Captain America's like fighting style really mm-hmm. cemented sure. in a movie for me. Um, because there's uh, something I wrote down here called the cap kick, where he walks up to a guy and just like kicks him, and it just like knocks him like right over the, yeah. the bow of the ship, which I thought was fucking. It's awesome. awesome. No, I love the. Uh, so the, I also wrote down on your left, and I love the beginning of the movie from that, um, where you get you get to meet Anthony Mackie right away. They have a good rapport right away. All that stuff. It's funny. Uh, Black Widow comes to pick him up, and then like the next scene, they're like doing this battle, or like they're like doing this mission, you know. And it's right. it's cool. It's at night. It's like rainy. It's like on the, in the middle of the ocean. Um, he jumps out of the heli- helicarrier and like straight into the ocean without a parachute. He gets on, starts yeah. just kicking ass, and then as he's about to finish, they all just like parachute in behind him, and uh, they do their thing. And um, it's such a good beginning to a movie where you get like this really cool little moment at the beginning, and it kind of really like sets the tone for the rest of the movie. Like in Washington, and like um, the feeling of this movie is like a '70s political thriller for the most part with like bursts of action yeah. and then you go right into that action right afterwards. And it's such a good scene. Um, and it, it moves the plot forward. Like everything, all the action moves the plot forward. Like everything is like moving all the time. And, uh, they do such a good job with that. I love the beginning of this movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, now before they jump on the ship, that's when we meet, uh, Rumlow who is crossbones in civil yes. war. Um, that's who that character is in the comics as well. So, um, you said you had some yeah, questions. So, the floor is now open. <laughs> so it leads into that because when I first saw this movie, I had heard like rumors about that. It was a character I didn't know. And like, uh, again, I think this is just blanket spoilers for this, uh, from, from here on out, whatever, uh, for this movie. But, uh, you know, towards the end he gets like burned up. He's like in a fight and he has like, uh, crosses across him. Like, uh, like I can't remember what those are called. Where he has like the, Bullets. Like those, those straps across yeah. and it's and it's like, oh, he's going to be crossbones. I didn't think he was going to show up as that in Civil War. And so that was part of my question is, uh, at the time, I didn't know who that was um, or like that character, but then he shows up again, so we see him. But I was curious, like, what you mm-hmm. what you feel about him or, like, him being in the MCU. He's not in it a ton. I don't really remember his role that much in Civil War because uh, it's been a little bit since I've seen that. But uh, were you excited when this happened? Like, did you know he was going to be in all that stuff? No, uh, when I saw this movie, um, I watched the whole thing, didn't even really know who he was outside of just a kind of an antagonistic mm-hmm. character for, okay. for Cap and, and, uh, and uh, Sam Wilson yeah. later in the movie. But um, it wasn't until after like that following Monday mm-hmm. or whatever that uh, I saw online that that was um, Brock Rumlow from, or who is Crossbones mm-hmm. in the comics. I was like, oh, holy shit, I didn't even make yeah. that connection. Um, that's cool because in the comics he always wears like a, a skull yeah. mask type Which of he, thing similar to what yeah. we see in Civil okay. War yeah but uh, but yeah I mean uh, that was a big character in the the era of comics that uh, the Winter Soldier is kind of based oh, on okay. so um, it just completely flew over yeah, my head. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, well, so I was watching it today in the uh, the elevator scene, which we'll get to later on. But um, 
he mentioned, <laughs> I know, he mentions his name, Rumlow, but I was like, I had no idea who that character was, like who Crossbones was, so I definitely didn't know his, like, you know, normal human name or whatever, normal person name, but, um, so none of that clicked with me. I had to read it online for sure, but, uh, um, I think it's cool that they're sneaking in little people like that, you know, from the comics and, uh, to these roles. Whoa. I didn't little mean anything people. by it. uh these lesser known characters um in there and uh oh steven you're just making it worse (laughs) i love uh frank rio he's he shows up and stuff uh and uh he i thought he was good for this role he's kind of a a dick he's he's um a soldier and he's strong or whatever but uh i thought it was uh neat how he plays out through the movie i didn't expect his trajectory and he becomes like a big uh uh big role i guess like he's he's kind of uh leading the charge in a lot of things throughout it uh when they're subverting mm-hmm. nick fury and shield and all that stuff so um that was cool how it, how it played out i didn't expect him to be that much of a character throughout it when i saw him in that first scene you know i was like whatever he's just one of the soldiers but he's like a, a bigger character in the plot of this movie so that was cool yeah yeah um the, frank grillo was actually in the second purge movie yeah mm-hmm. and when i saw him i was like man they should make him a Marvel character. And then I looked up his uh, IMDb, and I was like, oh, he was already in Captain America. <laughs> well, there you go, Fair done enough. and done. So, there you go. Um, so uh, beyond that, um, the this movie came out in the middle of the first season of Agents of mm. S.H.I.E.L.D. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they really had to change up a lot of stuff, as you can tell by the end of yeah. this movie. Um, the organization, the TV show is based on, not yeah. around anymore. So, um, a matter of fact, during the, the first season, um, in the middle of it, um, uh, the, 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 the actor, I can't think of his name that plays, uh, agent Jasper Sitwell mm-hmm. in this movie, he was actually on agents of shield for maybe a, an episode okay. or two uh, leading up to this. And then he mentions on the series that, oh, there's something that's going on out in the ocean or whatever. So he's going to go investigate that. So he goes from mm-hmm. that episode shows up in this movie, which was pretty good yeah. synergy for, for Marvel. Um, doesn't happen a whole lot anymore yeah, beyond yeah. that. But, um, so, uh, yeah. So he leaves there and, and uh, shows up in this movie and, uh, turns out not a great yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Not a great guy at all. I thought it was cool. I remember, um, uh, it being connected a little bit, but I didn't watch that show ever. So, uh, like maybe an episode, I think mm-hmm. I watched one time, but, um, it's like, it's a cool experiment. I think it's neat how they do that. But, uh, I remember when it happened to me and like, like at the end of this movie and I was like, what about that show though? Like it's in the title of yeah. that show. So I don't know where they've actually gone with that, uh, afterwards, but, uh, I thought that was so weird that they, I was like, but you guys planned this, right? Like you knew they were going to cross over. <laughs> so I don't know how that all happened. Evidently there's a, there's a big, like, like stumbling block between like the movie division versus the television yeah, division. Okay. So the television is division is trying to reflect what happens in the mm-hmm. movies as opposed to the other way around, just because the movies are the sure. big money makers. They're set in stone so far in advance that it's hard to bounce yeah. back and forth between them as, as much. But, uh, you know, they, they did a good job there. Um, now, one thing I do want to mention is uh, Cap's covert costume mm-hmm. that we see at the beginning of the movie. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. I love it. Even his shield reflects it because it doesn't have the bright mm. red and blue on there. It's more like a silver and then like maybe a bronze mm. color or whatever. But uh, holy shit, it just looks so fucking awesome when he's on there just kicking the shit out of dudes. Oh, yeah. Literally just kicking, <laughs> no, kicking people. Off the boat. Just constantly <laughs> kicking people. <laughs> yeah, his. Uh, I definitely loved his costume in this one so much more. His, uh, 
his outfit and everything was so much better. Um, he just looks fucking badass. The whole the whole movie is uh, gorgeously shot and designed. Um, everything about it looks great. Um, leading into as well, the the Winter Soldier design I think is fantastic um, with his mask and all that stuff and his arm the, and mm-hmm. the the red star on his arm uh, and all that stuff. Just all yeah. badass. So. Yeah, he more or less looks like he stepped out yeah. of the comic. Uh, in the comic, he wears like a like a domino mask, but otherwise, he's looks mm-hmm. pretty pretty spot on there. Now, one costume that looks different is the costume of Batroc, uh, who we see who's mm-hmm. um, who's uh, trying to take this ship captive and and holding the the shield agents on there. Um, I don't know if he's holding them for ransom or or what, but he's the the leader mm-hmm. there. So we do see Batroc. Uh, in this movie. Um, and I've just texted you oh. <laughs> uh, some pictures of Batrock. So, uh, if you will, whenever you get them, pull them up and <laughs> please, des- please describe, please, please describe for the <laughs> listeners what you're seeing. <laughs> okay. So, uh, his suit is varying degrees of purple, uh, with yellow, uh, underwear and boots. And like a yellow, like gloves and, and a, the mask. The mask has like black eye things that look like Wolverine to me. They like kind of go up a little bit. And he's mm-hmm. got like a goatee sometimes and a, quote, he's twirling it, a mustache, a really big mustache. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just in case you were afraid he was not actually French. Oh my uh, God. They did. Oh, the, I can, even like the, the faces he gives, it's kind of like a oh, oh, oh. Man, yeah, yeah. wow. They, okay, so the fourth one you said is like a newer, it looks like a newer version. It's actually pretty cool looking. Yes, that's that's directly from some of the uh, the Winter Soldier oh, okay. comics. So the, the coloring and, and costume is slightly different yeah, and updated, better. but it's still <laughs> it's still full on yeah. uh, comic. Man, he's still got that so. mustache, though. That's his, his thing. Wow, is it that French? He's a pride and joy. <laughs> that is but, so uh, I'll, weird. I'll, I'll tweet these images for, for the listeners so they can look. That's fantastic. Um, you know, uh, as a comics guy, I do want to see like a, a more comics accurate version of a lot of these characters. But uh-huh. I'm fine with them skipping that. For this I think one. that's we didn't yeah, need it. Good yeah, decision. They, they made the right call on that one. I remember hearing about because in the movie, if I had not known like outside of that, if I hadn't researched or whatever, I don't think he's really like portrayed to be any type of super villain or hero or whatever. Like he just seems like a guy on the boat, um, and he he holds his own against Cap for a lot of that fight and everything, but he, he um, does a lot of flipping and leaping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In that scene. So, but the, other than uh, that, I was like, he's just, you know, some dude, some mercenary or whatever. Um, uh, and I'd heard yeah. about him being in the comics and he had like a suit and everything, but, um, I did not expect that. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm cool with them leaving that one out too. That's hilarious. That yeah. would have been so funny in that scene. Cause it's so, this movie is so serious and they yes. ground everything so well. If he had showed up like that and he was like, like twisted his best. Oh my God. I would have lost it. That would have been so funny. Oh man. Um, there's a scene later in the movie where, um, after the the whole boat scene where uh, Cap confronts Nick Fury um, because some shit yeah. went down on the on the boat, um, and I keep calling it a boat as a ship. I know I did that too. I apologize to the Navy. I apologize to boats and ships. <laughs> Bases covered. <laughs> All right, so so Cap uh, confronts uh, Fury about um, it was is because uh, Natasha had a different mission than yeah. Cap did and. Cap didn't like that. He wanted everybody to be on the same team, working towards the same goal. So um, 
uh, Cap says something to the effect of, you know, I need to be able to trust my team. And Fury goes, the last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that's going to be something that they bring up in Captain Marvel because he will have oh. both of his eyes in, in that because it takes place in the 90s. Again, Vanilla Ice <laughs> or Limp Biscuit better <laughs> somehow have music in this movie. I'm very excited about that. I didn't. I forgot about, yeah, that he has two eyes in that movie. That'll be really fun. Yeah. Um, it'd be really fun to watch him get his eye scratched out. Cool. Um, uh, <laughs> but to figure out how that happened, that'd be neat. Because it, it plays a, a fairly big role in this movie, actually, that eye. It does. A very gross role, yeah. too. <laughs> the makeup was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I like that um, line, too. And then, uh, I don't know if you had written this down, too, but he leads in, He you know, he takes him down the elevator, to uh, and he's like gonna show him but you know he's like gonna give that trust out there and, and show him what's going down but um that elevator ride down and he tells his granddad story uh about holding the the, the bag on his way home and clutching right. everything that that scene is really cool uh that story is really neat and uh that's the kind of stuff i love in this movie like it it really does a good job of being like a a really like good thriller and just with like good character moments throughout it like we didn't need that in there necessarily, but it, it gives you a moment in, in Nick Fury's life and gives you like a, an allegory for the, the story and everything. And uh, it was really cool. And it leads into, you know, the ships that they reveal uh, that they're, they're, they're building and everything. But uh, I thought that was just such a, a neat scene to throw in that, that they didn't really have to, that that really makes this movie special. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so later we get to the Cap Museum. And uh, yes. there we hear a, a voiceover kind of, uh, giving a narration of Captain America's history, mm-hmm. you know, and we see Bucky Barnes, uh, there's a narration for him, kind of restating for the audience who this character was mm-hmm. and uh, what he, he meant to Cap. Um, and I found out that that voiceover is by Gary Sinise, which I would have had no idea. So Gary Sinise yes. is technically one of the <laughs> as well. I remember, he, I didn't remember who it was. I remember listening to that um, this last week and being like, that's, I know that voice, uh, but I don't know that I placed it at the time. That's really funny, yeah. yeah. He's a good voice. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, after that, we see uh, Cap visit uh, Peggy Carter. Yes. Who, uh, sadly, we come to find out, is suffering from Alzheimer's. Yeah. And the way that whole scene played out, just heartbreaking Mm -hmm. um because they're we're introduced to them like kind of in mid-conversation talking about everything and then by the end of it her her mind resets yeah and she's surprised to see steve but steve handles it so like gracefully you know he does he just goes on with it um it was just really heartbreaking i uh Um, if i could show you my my ipad here uh, i wrote old peggy scene heartbreaking that's exactly how i described it it's so sad uh that's sad for anybody uh going through that whatever but they do it so well in this and it's you mm-hmm. get a lot of history with them through that scene it's very emotional uh it's very cool um also i'd written down a note that uh, i saw a picture online i guess we're tweeting out a lot of stuff i'll p- tweet that out too but uh um they didn't do makeup on her that's just like the actress uh Haley atwell um just sitting she has like the wig on but they just did like a digital um face over hers and made her look like an old person and it looks like really good it, it is insane. That, yeah. This is like the first instance of MCU, like CGI, really paying off. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, CGI on a, an actual yeah. human to like age or de-age them. Um, because, yeah, I thought there, it was a combination of makeup mm-hmm. and CGI. I know. But, yeah, yeah, through research, yeah. They, it's uh, just CGI alone. Which is crazy. Um, the way they said it was they took like the, the facial texture of an old lady 
like the actual like wrinkles and stuff. They like digitally took that off and like put it on. Get in here, Agnes. <laughs> and they put it on uh, on Haley Atwell and made her look that way, which is crazy. But uh, it was the same company who did um, the um, Jar Jar. <laughs> Obviously, sorry, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Let me clarify. Just in case anybody, yeah, didn't know who he was. Uh, no, that's the from the Captain America: The uh, First Avenger. The uh, the makeup, you know, the the digital makeup, whatever they, they made to make him look um, smaller and everything. Um, Cap, and they worked on it again. This in this movie, he's briefly like um, pictures himself on the base, and he looks a lot better. He looks a lot more like a normal person and not yeah. like a stretched over face uh, on a on a smaller body. Um, <laughs> yeah. He looks like in proportion this time. And uh, and so it was the same company that did that and uh, Peggy's uh, old person makeup, which I thought was really good. So that they this was the first time, I guess, uh, it wasn't like Guardians 2. It was like this one that they it was like, man, that looks really good for up close, you know, makeup shot. It's fucking good. Yeah, I've got a note on here about uh, Skinny Steve as well. Yeah. Um, and I... Because there's the uh, the flashback scene there, and then there's also another one where he and Bucky are oh, yeah. talking mm-hmm. back in the day. And I thought it looked uh, a lot better there. I have a note here that says it isn't isn't as jarring. And as soon as I wrote that, I saw something that uh, looked a little bit janky. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you know it uh, it it looks better. It's overall, better. I think, yeah. That way. Yeah. Yeah. It's still still a little um, hit or miss, but yeah, better for sure. Yeah. Uh, after that, we uh, see. Uh, Robert Redford, as Alexander Pierce, mm-hmm. is having a conference uh, with some some other uh, Shield or heads of Shield, and um, it's a hologram conference, mm-hmm. and it's just a little like tech things like that oh, that I know makes it. Shield seem so far advanced. Yeah, for us, you know, it's really cool. Um, yeah, a little bit goes a long way with with stuff like because you also get to see how that's evolved because in the Avengers, Nick Fury meets with that group. And they're like they're also kind of like holograms, but they're just like on a pane of glass or whatever. And he just kind of looks yeah. up at them. And this one, it's like these like circular tube looking things, or something like that. And uh, and they're like sitting there, but they're like a full three D thing. And it's like in a few short years, they've they progressed even further. Like it's cool to see all that yeah. stuff throughout the movies. Uh, they don't just like do the same thing over and over again. They really show like some progress. So yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Um, let's see. After that, we see Sam leading a PS or PTSD mm-hmm. counseling group, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, I, there's something about those types of groups for recovering soldiers yeah. that just like really hits me in the heart. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, these people have done so much and they're trying to come to grips with things they've seen or done. And, um, I think it means a lot to, to Sam that Steve showed up to that. Mm-hmm. It's not like he was like guest hosting anything, but just the fact that he was there. Yeah. Um, and in my head, I can see like some people after the fact coming up to talk to Steve or, or whatever, mm-hmm. just to chit chat with him or, or, uh, whatnot. Yeah. That um, was a cool scene. I like that. They included that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, now after that, we're back to another action scene. We've got uh, fury and the vehicle scene, oh, yes. uh, which is holy shit. I love that scene so fucking much. Um, but yeah, this, this scene, uh, a portion of this scene was actually, um, on agents of shield. Um, yeah. similar to the Marvel movies, they always have like a, a post credits ish type scene. Mm-hmm. And, um, for this one, it actually had a portion of this, maybe like a two or three minute clip of the scene, um, right up until we see the winter soldier flip over Fury's oh, SUV. Um, and that kind of ties, ties into the marketing for me is, um, it was assumed that Nick Fury was going to die in this movie. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of, uh, 
fury online yeah. <laughs> uh, people were uh, angry that they were showing way too much and that people were able to piece together fury's death in this movie mm-hmm. and uh, including that that uh, post credit scene on agents of shield yeah uh, but uh, we find out that that's later not not so much the case yeah. but i do like that um this vehicle scene even in his suv there's just like so much technology yeah. crammed into this vehicle um, oh, it's just a really fucking well done scene. When he finally like drives away and he's, he's like, get me out of here. And he's like, um, sets me like jet propulsion and they're like offline. Oh, yeah. And I was like, are you telling me we almost saw his SUV fly away? <laughs> like that seems a little like this movie's so grounded. It'd almost be like really, like I tried to picture that and it was going to be like really goofy, but, uh, like wings sprout out, you know, whatever from, from the sides. And it's just, I don't know, like inspector gadget style. But uh, I was like, man, that's really fun that they even put that line in there. It's, like, super funny. Yeah. And to think, like, even more tech is in here. I thought that was great. That's, that scene is so fucking good. On Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Agent Coulson, who turns out is not dead, mm-hmm. uh, he has a vehicle called Lola, and its wheels fold down, and they become, like, mm. um, uh, like on the, little the turbines. helicarriers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they turn into little turbines, and they can his, Interesting. his car do they sh- and whatnot. Do they so. show it? Yeah. Does the effect yeah, yeah, okay? Times. Yeah, it really doesn't look too bad. Yeah, I mean, it's TV, so they can only do so much with it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, otherwise it, it looks fairly good. And it's that's funny. something that's directly from the comics as well. Yeah. So right on. Um, yeah, I would imagine they would have that for uh, the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. at that point. So that, that looks a little bit better in my head than Wings. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's cool, that's cool. Buzz Lightyear yeah. to the rescue. <laughs> it's a little more like Back to the Future too. Uh, where the wheels fold down like that and they the fly yeah. away and everything. So, um, yeah, so that's cool. Uh, I just think that would have been so funny, though, if they had done that <laughs> for, for Nick Fury. That scene is so, like, intense and <laughs> feels so, like, even though the tech is there, it's like it's just, it's just technology and, you know, it's still so grounded and everything and just, like, so visceral. It's cool. Uh, that would have really, that would have taken me out of it, but I thought it was a funny line that they put in there. So He's like, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and the Winter Soldier's just down there like, oh, man. You know, like, that's it. Uh, <laughs> well, that's that's one of my notes here as well is uh, that is a hell of an introduction for the Winter oh, Soldier. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Like, it's so cool. I, I, I get so lost in this movie in particular that I always forget what's coming up next uh-huh. because yep. I'm just so focused on what's happening. And so by the time we see, like, from the windshield looking forward, we see like a blurry version of the winter soldier. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh shit. I totally forgot about that. And he fires that disc or whatever yeah. that hits the ground, gets sucked up under Fury's vehicle. And then the vehicle flips over. Oh my God. And, uh, he, he just like to, steps out of the way. Has to like, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, man. It's just so fucking brilliantly shot. Yeah. No, it's, it's gorgeous and cool. And, uh, I love that shot in particular because it starts like the windshield is all busted up. And Fury is like, get me off the grid. And it's like focused on the windshield. And then the focus like slowly changes to view the Winter Soldier standing in front of him. And then it shows like Nick mm-hmm. Fury's face for a second and his eyes go wide. And then he shoots that thing and he explodes. Aye. Aye. Well, sorry. <laughs> you were very serious about that. Aye. Uh, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was really cool uh, the whole way that was shot. And that, yeah, that introduction is amazing. That whole scene is great. Was that your tummy? <laughs> that, that's uh, that's Miles. He wants to be on the podcast again. I want to talk about this movie. Give me a microphone, Dad. Uh, <laughs> so so yeah, I wanted to ask you about uh, Winter Soldier. Um, you said that you knew it was 
the, the Winter Soldier was Bucky I'm pretty like, going sure. into the movie? Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure I did. That's what I was trying to remember for this, but I was like, I, I think at least I asked you or asked around or it was known, you know, online or whatever that was going to be him. I really don't think I went into this not knowing that, yeah. Which is cool. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. It wasn't, um, it's not about the reveal so much to me um, as it is to a reveal to Captain America, which is fine. Right. I don't think that we as an audience need to go along with Captain America and not realize who it is. Um, I think it's fine just to see his reaction to that. Um, even maybe even more that we knew it, you know, uh, and we're mm-hmm. waiting for him to fig- figure that out. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm yeah. cool with that. Um, so we also meet Sharon Carter in this yeah. movie, AKA agent 13. Uh, we don't get her full name in this okay, movie. Yeah. Nobody actually says her full name, um, which I think is why it, it shocked Captain America so much in civil war. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I had just recently rewatched, oh, cool. uh, and and looking forward to watching again. Yeah, yeah. the movie's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he just meets her as Sharon, and then um, finds out she's uh, an agent later down down the road. But otherwise, he just thinks she's a, a nurse mm-hmm. who lives in his apartment building, who's also a neighbor. Uh, they do a little bit of light flirting, heavy petting, though. <laughs> um, uh, no, it's a weird no. scene. Uh, Steve would. Steve would never. He would know. Um, he actually yeah, uh, strictly a, was going to ask. Strictly it. above the pants. <laughs> he was going to ask uh, uh, Romanoff to go with him on the date so that she could chaperone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps his hands yeah. in full view at all times. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, we, we meet her. Um, she's not in this movie as often as uh, I was expecting yeah. uh, when I first saw this movie. Uh, and same thing with Civil War. Um, she's a, a major Captain America character in the comics, mm. especially during uh, this the Winter Soldier run. Yeah. But uh, uh, I'm just glad that she's in there. I like Emily Van Camp mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit yeah. in this role. And uh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I like it. I like her scene. Um, one of the things I wanted to throw in there too. Um, that's kind of just the way the movie feels. And uh, I I, I kind of wrote notes going through. I was watching the movie, but also going through the Wikipedia and stuff. But um, this movie feels like. Um, you know, more of like a spy movie, like like she is there. Like, she, you know, we don't know who she is at first, that she's really an agent. Um, right. But it feels like, uh, as I mentioned earlier, like a political thriller from the 70s. And I don't remember if I had known this from um, the uh, from reading about it, from their inspiration, or if I had made this up, like, on my own. But um, the movie that I always think this reminds me of is a movie called Three Days of the Condor, which has Robert Redford in it from the 70s. And that movie is about... Um, Robert Redford is a low-level, like, paper pusher um, guy in the CIA, and they have a secret um, facility somewhere, like, in a building that you don't really know where, where it is. Like, you just walk in, and it's, like, a clothing store, but it's really, like, a CIA facility. And he has, like, a secret way out that he knows because they have, like, a back way. And he goes to get coffee one morning, and he comes back, and every single person in the office is dead. And he's like, what the fuck? So they blame him for it, and he has to go on the run, but he's, like, figuring it out as he goes along. Like, he doesn't really do – he's not a spy or whatever. And um, so they – they I guess they, they use that in a few other movies, like The Parallax View and some movies from the 70s to be, like, a uh, an inspiration for this. But they mention Three Days of the Condor a lot because just like, you know, Three Days of the Condor, Cap has to go through and, like, figure this out during it. And uh, I thought that was so cool, and I thought that it's cool that Robert Redford is in this role later on. But uh, I love all of the uh, spy stuff, sort of, in that in this movie, and the uh, like that scene. Like he meets her, and then she's like, "Your music is on. Like your music's been on all day." He yeah. he gives that weird look. Like it's all like he's suspicious of everybody all the time, 
And it's, uh, it's so cool. And it leads into that great scene with Nick Fury at his house or at his apartment. And, uh, right after he'd been attacked and it's just fucking awesome. It's so good. Yes. Yeah. And that's, uh, we, uh, we see Fury has made it to safety, kind of. Uh, he's just sitting there bleeding all over yeah. Steve's furniture. <laughs> but he's an old man, so he probably has, like, the, the plastic coverings yeah, yeah, I know, right? for all this furniture. <laughs> just this, this furniture isn't for sitting, Nick. Um, so, um, yeah, we, we see that uh, Fury, he gets, like, shot through the wall. Yeah. And uh, that's when Agent Thir- uh, 13 makes it known that she is actually an agent and uh, kind of blows Steve's mind there. But we also see Steve can see who um, shot Nick mm-hmm. is going to go after him. He throws his shield and the winter soldier catches the shield, which is just like such a fucking cool oh, visual. Yeah. And I know it's in the trailer I know it. as well, but it's just, man, it's just fucking awesome. It's so cool. Um, <laughs> my, my next note is as Steve is trying to uh, chase down the winter soldier, um, he destroys a fucking office building. Like <laughs> the office building across from his apartment. He jumps in there and he's just like plowing through yeah. door, like closed doors. Um, as he's running by, like papers fucking flying everywhere. <laughs> Can you imagine going in that next business day and be like, what, what happened here? It's like, what? F- fucking Captain America, man. We cannot, we have to move our offices. We can't be near this guy. That's so funny. I like that scene though. It's, um, uh, it feels like so, um, uh, God, I don't even know the word for it. It's so cool when he, he like bursts through those doors and they fucking explode from him just like running yes. at him with a shield. And it's just so cool. This movie does a really good job of um, bringing things like realistic. Um, like in the first Captain America, it's just in wartime. So it's just a different feeling. And this one, when he's like in modern day and he's, you can just see the power and his speed and jumping and stuff like that. And then that yeah. power running through those doors is, is really, really cool. Yeah. That's it. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. So um, after that, uh, let's see, we've got the uh, the scene where Cap goes back and uh, we see uh, Steve Rogers interact with Alexander Pierce, mm-hmm. which is fucking awesome. As we mentioned on a, a podcast ages ago, um, in another reality, Robert Redford was the original captain america oh yeah um so it's cool to to see them interact like that um so Man, that's after deep. that we have the the scene the elevator scene yes and um i watched a special feature on um on itunes mm. where they were talking about how um how the the um the elevator scene was shot and everything yeah. and it took like seven days to film. Oh my God. Evidently it was the first scene that was shot for this what? movie. So I, it really like set the tone. Holy for the shit. Film, um, which I think really paid off. Uh, uh cause it, the whole scene is just badass yeah. from beginning to end. That's a great way to get everybody on the, on set, like all the cast and crew to like get involved and be like, this is the kind of fucking movie we're making. It's going to be this mm-hmm. rad. Like, holy for shit. Sure. That's a cool thing to start <laughs> yeah. with. Yes, Damn. absolutely. And and it's cool. Like, I, I get such a rush every time whenever that scene starts. And it's just Steve in the elevator by himself. Yeah. And then Rumlow and a couple other guys get on yeah. there. And then as more and more, like, <laughs> super tough, like, built dudes get on there, you can see Steve, like, putting the pieces uh-huh. together. Like, the first bit of it is the one guy has his hand on the gun yeah. when they're just in the elevator. And Steve's like, well, why would he, why is he doing mm-hmm. that? So, um Man, yeah, that that elevator scene is just the kickoff yeah. to a whole oh, like so badass action scene where eventually they end up outside and he uses his shield to take down a like a jet 
Yeah. <laughs> which is fucking yeah. insane. <laughs> I love it. Um, he, he's noticing everybody and he, like, he sees the gun, he sees someone like sweat down their brow. And then, yeah. uh, he, he just says, before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Does anyone want to get out? And it's just yeah. like, oh, it's about to go down. It's yeah. so good. It's a precursor yeah. to the Oscars tonight. <laughs> get out. So, uh, yeah, the, the whole fight scene, like, Oh, it's so good. Holy shit. I remember when this uh this fight scene was put out in front of a movie. I think it was uh I think it was Sucker Punch. Oh yeah. They had uh the this five minute elevator scene um as the trailer oh, okay. for Winter Soldier. And uh so I saw it I think in almost its entirety. Yeah. And it just blew my mind. Yeah. And it, it does every time. Yeah. Incredible. It's, incredible scene. It's cool and I like the uh this movie is just so smart, I would say, overall. Like, there's just so many smart uh, plot devices, like characters and stuff like that. But uh, even the handcuffs they use for him that are, like, magnetic, yeah. and they're, like, super strong magnetic, like electromagnetics. And yeah. uh, he, like, almost gets, like, attached to the elevator, and then he does, and then he has to fight people by, like, holding himself up there, and he still, like, kicks everybody's asses, and then he finally, like, yeah. is able to rip his arm away from it. Um, all of that stuff was really cool. And, like, he just, like, knocks it off with his shield. Um but it's like that was a good idea for Captain America, like to to yeah. you know get him caught or whatever and uh, to catch him. So um, so smart. This this whole scene is is um, kinetic. Uh, the fighting is just intense and like the close quarters and like it's just uh, one of the, my favorite scenes out of Marvel at all. Yeah, all of these movies. Yeah. It's Definitely. so cool and it never gets confusing, even though it's yeah. like so close quarters. You've got so many actors on mm-hmm. on the set, so many stuntmen. Um, it's just, man, I, I bet that was a lot of fun to like, yeah. edit together. Oh yeah. It was just so fucking awesome. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. Um, so let's see after that, um, there's, there's kind of a break, um, in, in my notes anyway, uh, there's a, a lot of stuff that happens, but it's like a lot of action stuff. Yeah. Um, we see, uh, the interaction between Steve and Natasha, um, mm-hmm. and both of them, being um, a little weary of trusting each other, mm-hmm. but they eventually get on the same page. We see them go to the mall, um, and they go to like a an Apple store yeah. or something like that that equivalent, and they, they use the computer there, yeah, which is fucking weird uh, at a mall. Uh, but uh, I love the yeah, uh, so. comedic relief in that scene with the the, I, the Apple store worker uh, yeah. with his long hair, and he like looks at Captain America, and he's like, oh, I have those same glasses. <laughs> like and we, we also see that uh natasha is having fun being a spy in these scenes yeah. as well like they, they both have some like weird like sneakers on oh yeah and uh cap comments on it but uh yeah they're just uh the those those aren't words those are just noises <laughs> um, but we get to see natasha's training pay off uh-huh. in that in that movie uh, where she's telling Steve to like put your arm around me mm, and laugh, you know, laugh at something I said, and then she turns around and kisses him on the escalator because that makes PDA makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. I was like, yes, it does. Uh, and, yeah, <laughs> I and, would look away. I, 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 I've, I've never seen that scene. Yeah. I always turn my head. <laughs> it's just so strange. It works in the audience too. It's a good trick. Yeah. <laughs> um, so later uh, they go to Steve's. Um, uh, what do you call it? Like training base? Yeah. Where he started out and uh, uh, with his training uh, in the military, and um, we find there's a secret bunker there, and they go down there. And they find out that Arnim Zola somehow survived. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and Arnim Zola. I don't have a, a picture to text you this time, but um, <laughs> I'll just describe what he looks like in the comics. He he is a uh, a sentient being uh, inside a like a, a screen mm-hmm. on a robot's chest, essentially. So oh. <laughs> they kind of did the the equivalent of that uh. in this movie. Um, again, we didn't need a a comics to yeah. screen direct translation here. Um, you know, just uh, adapting it for this movie worked out well enough. Um, that makes me think of like uh, was it uh, Krang in Ninja Turtles? That's like the brain and <laughs> like that's how I yeah. picture that. Just a computer instead of the brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Zola. Um, I thought that was fun that they brought him back through this. And it I mean, honestly, it's it's you can tell in that scene it's a lot of exposition to give us like what's going on behind the scenes, but it works later on because he's like I've been stalling and everything, and they're trying to kill him, and they really almost do die through that they like yeah. bomb that bunker and everything but uh i love that scene i love that it's like a giant room of computers from like a really long time ago from, like the 60s or 70s and uh he's playing on like literal like tapes um uh, connected together and everything and, and yeah. all that i thought that was a really well done uh thing um so yeah i like that uh i thought i thought it was really cool they brought him back um and this i didn't expect that at all so yeah uh, and yeah you're, you're right about the exposition because that's where he mentions that um, and lays it out for the audience that Hydra has been inside of S.H.I.E.L.D. the whole yeah. time, which was mind-blowing when I first saw this movie. Oh, yeah. I was like, holy shit. Like, it's so I never cool. would have suspected, especially because we've got, like you said, the TV show called Agents yep. of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I was like, holy, was how, brand how new. this possibly yeah. pay off? Yeah. Um, and so the, the Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D. thing links back to the Avengers when Steve is exploring the helicarrier and mm. comes across all of that Hydra weaponry yep. and whatnot. Um, and it just puts a new spin yeah. on all of that. A great spin. Um, and we spin. also see, yeah, we also see the, the first hint that uh, the Winter Soldier killed Tony's parents, mm-hmm. which I don't remember catching yeah. until after we find out in Civil War, but uh, rewatching it in this, it's like, oh yeah, obviously it's it would have would have been him. It just didn't didn't click for me for whatever reason. Yeah, I remember um, in Civil War, so you know, spoilers for that, I guess, a little bit too, um, but whenever like Tony uh, confronts uh, Cap about that, and he's like, "Did you know that Winter Soldier did that?" And Cap's like, "Yeah." I remember watching that, and being like, "How did Cap know?" Yeah. And then when I watched it this movie this time, I was like, "Oh, I okay, I guess so." Like, it's pretty quick for the audience, at least, though, that yeah. we see that. So maybe he put it together as well. But I was trying to see, like, it doesn't like explicitly throw it on the screen that he did that or whatever. Right. Um, it just shows like Stark died, and it's like clear that they've been using the Winter Soldier to do these things or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I never noticed that either, but, uh, that's cool how it's, it's all connected like that. And that leads into civil war for next time. So, yeah. Um, I also like in the scene that, uh, well, not the scene, the movie in general, that Steve and Natasha save each other quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to think of what, uh, what specifically. I (laughs) I love the, uh, the secret Hydra plot. Um, is one of my very favorite things in the MCU. Um, I'm I'm leaning towards this is probably my favorite movie of the MCU. Uh, it's it's the best one that I think you could have on its own, even though it has so much uh, to do from before and then definitely leading afterwards. Um, it's yeah. such a, just a great story overall. And uh, one of the notes I had written is I, I like the idea that the world sucks because of a secret Hydra plot that like Hydra has been using the Winter Soldier soldier to uh, assassinate presidents and 
cause unrest in the world and doing all these things. And I, I put, if only we could actually find that and destroy that in real life, <laughs> like it just, our real life is just shitty cause it's shitty, but yeah. it's like, I wish there was a secret Hydra plot going on that, yeah. you know, a secret Nazi plot that we could like defeat, uh, mm-hmm. and like have a real enemy, I guess for that, even though it'd be scary. But then it turns uh, out that it's not so secret. It's just, yeah, it's just what we're living through. <laughs> <laughs> and then it kind of led into, I had the same idea about Wakanda that I was like, man, I would love for a real world, you know, to have like a secret, a secret, um, African society that's super advanced or, you know, more than the rest of the world. Holy shit. I would love for that to be exposed, you know, yeah. and, uh, to see the repercussions of that in the world and the, the good things that could come from that. Um, and I was just like, man, that's, it's such a cool plot in this one for this, but man, I wish that was real (laughs) so we could, we could do this and defeat them, you know, but alas, Wakanda forever. (laughs) Um, after that, we get to see the scene of Pierce at his home where he's going to get some milk and we see the, uh, the asset as they call it is, uh, in his kitchen and man, uh, his poor, (laughs) his poor housekeeper came back to get her phone. Great scene. And uh, always keep your phone on you. You know, you got yeah, pockets. Yeah, that's the lesson from that movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the the way they shot that, too. Like, you just see um, Winter Soldier's, like, eyes. Like, in, yeah. uh, everything else is in shadow. Um, it's really well shot. It, it, that's the definitely, like, the, the thriller aspect of this movie, the political thriller and everything. It's, like, uh, it's just so good. That scene is, like, quiet and subtle, but it's, like, intense. And then mm-hmm. she dies, and it's like, fuck. Yeah. Like, this guy does not care about anybody. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, she that's dies not because, awesome. because that's Pierce... Cool kills her you know yep uh which is not a, a twist that uh, i saw coming i know yeah, necessarily no. i was i was hoping that uh that pierce was a uh, was a good dude but uh, turns out yeah not so much not, so not much. a good dude uh speaking of not a good dude uh, we see uh gary shandling in this movie as yeah. well yep <laughs> reprising his, <laughs> his role from uh, uh iron man 2 uh, yeah which i thought was fun yeah, I didn't um, expect that at all. But no. uh, when he leads in, I can't remember the other guy's name now, but he leans in and, and he says, Hail Hydra. I was oh, like, to Jasper oh, Sitwell, yeah. Yes. I was yeah. like, this movie is, I remember seeing that in theater and being like, oh my God, this movie is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, it's so cool to, to like realize like all of this is a sham. And like, um, going back again, I got, we didn't really explicitly lay this out, but like Zola mentions that like World War II taught them that people won't give up their freedom if you try to take it from them by force. But if you just set this stuff out there, um, people will just like do it to themselves kind of thing. Yeah. And that cracks me up when I was thinking about it. It's like, oh, you didn't think, you didn't think people would fight back when you I take know. it out the freedom <laughs> away? You didn't, didn't think we'd just Yeah, I thought that was it? weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I like the idea of them using that lesson and then being like, oh, we could drop what you do this way and just like, infiltrate and for like decades and then all of a sudden come out, you know, and it's like, yeah. oh man, damn, that was, yeah, good job guys. Yeah, man. Shady um, shit. So, kind of in between those scenes, um, we see uh, Cap and Natasha go visit Sam, and he's all in to, to help them, so they're a trio moving forward. Yeah. And we see um, uh, Falcon, or I'm sorry, Sam hand Steve, a, uh, Steve and Natasha the, um, the dossier on mm-hmm. his activities, and I we see that there's a, something called an, an exo wingsuit or, or whatever yeah. and um <laughs> which cracks me up because later in civil war <laughs> whenever he has his equipment checked in it's his bird costume <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that that's funny <laughs> but uh but anyway um so in that, that following scene where um they they have to kidnap jasper sitwell um 
Steve and Natasha are threatening him and Natasha kicks him off the building. And as he's falling, uh, Steven is talking to Natasha about uh, possible like dates for Steve, which mm-hmm. cracks me up. It's just like filler conversation. Yeah. And then we see uh, Sam in his his Falcon Falcon wings at least. Yeah. Uh, not so much a costume, but uh, he's, yeah, he's full on cool. Falcon. Cut the check. Anthony Mackie's in the house. <laughs> Cut <laughs> the check. <laughs> um, and then uh, Jasper Sitwell kind of further explains what the 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 targeting system on the the helicarriers yeah. is about. Um, it's Creepy. really there to to eliminate any resistance for Hydra taking over essentially. Mm-hmm. And they name drop a, a couple of characters, yeah. um, the Stephen Strange being mm-hmm. one of them, uh, which at this point in the continuity is really just uh, a doctor. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so I was wondering weird. where his movie strange. fit in. Oh, yeah. I was wondering where his movie fit in because otherwise they wouldn't care about him, right? Would they know anything about him? Doctor Strange has to take place after Civil War because mm-hmm. there's a tie-in um, from Rhodey. Uh, okay. Whenever what happens to him in civil war <laughs> stays in civil war yeah. uh, where he, he gets <laughs> fucked up. And at the beginning of Dr. Strange, he gets a call as he's driving about that incident. It's directly oh. connected. Okay. So hmm. really, uh, war machine, the vision fucking up war machine also fucked up Stephen Strange in a way. There you go. Yeah. Spoilers, Stephen Strange, he go off a cliff. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's cool they mentioned him in here, but yeah, it doesn't really make sense, I guess, in the continuity because he was just yeah. a surgeon, like whatever, just a dick surgeon. So yeah, um, and I was I was trying to figure out what was going on with that, and my best guess is that Jasper Sitwell mentions that um, they had a a formula or some some way oh, to yeah, predict those type of occurrences. Yeah, but so um, somebody becoming a sorcerer supreme. Yeah. Kind of hard to predict. Yeah, that, you know? I would say so. Uh, it's not like he was dabbling in gamma radiation or yeah. something like that, where there could be a potential accident. It's, yeah, uh, you know, magic. Magic is the thing. So. He accidentally mag- magicked. Magic. <laughs> Magictive. <laughs> Favorite part of the English language. Um, and there's also a hint. Uh, he mentions somebody uh, in in Cairo, um, and mm. a lot of speculation at that time. Uh, was leading towards a character called Moon Knight from the comics, but mm. nothing's really picked up on that. So okay. it could just be a throwaway line there. Sure. Um, and then we have the Winter Soldier fight after that mm. uh, in traffic and whatnot. Yes. Um, and it's really awesome again. Yeah. Uh, like every action scene in this movie, anything that the, the Russo brothers do really is, is oh, awesome. Yeah. But um, the action scenes in this movie, because there's so many of them, you'd think they would get repetitive, but mm-hmm. each one's a little bit different. Sometimes yep. you're adding characters. Sometimes it's totally different. You know, the the ship fight uh, is different than the uh, the, the, the Fury um, car chase mm-hmm. type of scene yeah. versus the elevator fight, all of that stuff. Um, and one thing I like about this movie is they uh, use uh, Steve's shield more offensively mm-hmm. than just defensively. Yeah. Like, like you said earlier, he uses his shield to cut off the uh, restraint mm-hmm. on his arm in the elevator scene. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the fight with uh, Natasha and Sam and Winter Soldier and Steve, um, th- at one point Steve is pinned down behind a shield uh, because there's like a, a Gatling gun firing. Oh bullets yes. And he, he like angles his shield to where yeah. those, bullets reflect off and like, <laughs> shoot the other guys that are, are shooting at him. It was um, awesome. It's just really 
brilliantly done. Yeah, the choreography was really good. I meant to look up the uh, the fight coordinators for this. Um, I believe they did the movie The Raid. And, oh, uh, holy shit. The Raid is fantastic, and it, it makes sense because they do, like, small, you know, scenes, like the elevated city, like, small quarters fight scenes and everything. But, um, yeah, and speaking of a shield, too, like, I like he uh, grabs all of them and, like, jumps out the car door, and they all land on his uh, shield, I believe. Uh, yeah. Right? And then, yeah. uh, but I love like Anthony Mackie like rolls off and it seems like really like before them and like, he's like kind of far away and everything. But, uh, mm-hmm. one of the, the notes I had written down too, is I think this movie, um, kind of like you were saying too, with the action scenes being so different and cool, even though there's a bunch of them, but it's a good mixed bag of, um, like big bombastic fights and then like smaller street fights. Um, particularly with like, um, when he's still Falcon and he's like flying around and he, they're, you know, trying to get on the ship's. Uh, later on and everything and then uh but later on um falcon gets you know like he's gonna fight frank grillo and um and all that and then like uh black widow and the winter soldier like them fighting like on the street so they're like running around and stuff and she's using like all of her like hand-to-hand combat skills basically yeah and like guns and like she's just being smart like a spy like using her phone to distract him and everything uh with her voice and all that stuff I thought it was such a cool way that they, they do, like, a lot of, like, really intimate fighting, like, up-close, hand-to-hand combat stuff that's, like, so kinetic, so fast, so cool. Um, but also the big explosions and big fights and chases and all that stuff that you want. And uh, just do a good job of all of it. Like, it's it's a good mix, all the whole movie or whatever. So it's just great. Yeah. So uh, Steve and Natasha and Sam and Maria all get taken to a secret base by... Um, or they, they arrive at a secret base, and... Um, that's where we find out that Nick Fury is indeed still alive. Um, he just had taken a, a serum or a chemical or something like that to slow his heart down to one beat per minute. Mm-hmm. He said that it was something that Banner was developing to uh, work yeah. on not becoming the Hulk, which turned out not to work at all. So That's um, a cool tie-in, though. I like how they did yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, at the scene where... Um, who is it that's getting patched up? Is it... Uh, trying to remember somebody like one of those four characters Mm -hmm. got messed up it wasn't maria uh might have been uh oh it was black widow she got shot oh yeah through the arm uh and uh so who's patching her up why none other than joe russo one of the uh co-directors of this movie uh who who is also in civil war and Uh. it was at this point of the movie that i had to pause it and I did about 40 minutes worth of research trying to figure out <laughs> if these were supposed to be the same character because same, same oh, actor. That's funny. So in this movie, <laughs> Joe Russo plays um, a doctor, uh, an actual like physician. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Dr. Fine. Oh. And then in Civil War, he plays a psychiatrist whom uh, Zemo replaces. He kills and replaces oh, him. Okay. Um, his character in that movie is Dr. Uh, Broussard. Mm-hmm. So, they're they're different characters um, altogether, um, and then he's he for whatever reason he's not credited as Joe Russo in either of those movies. Uh-huh. He's credited as Gozi Agbo. <laughs> so I don't know if that's like a, a film like yeah. name or something like that that uh, that people use for uncredited scenes. Yeah, or I don't whatever, know. But that's uh, fun though. It's weird. I don't know if it's. Uh, you rearrange the letters and it I know I wonder be something altogether. maybe it's like it's like an inside joke yeah with them as directors whatever yeah um so uh after that hand watch uh <laughs> we see where uh in in flashback we see Winter Soldier uh lose his arm mm-hmm. and um 
you know, get a get a new one prepared for him. Also, in that scene, uh, we see the writer of the Winter Soldier um, comics and uh, technically the the co-creator. He didn't create Bucky Barnes. That was mm. uh, Jack Kirby and Joe Simon. But he uh, did turn. Uh, he brought Bucky back to life and turned him into the Winter Soldier. So mm. uh, Ed Brubaker is in that scene. He has no dialogue. <laughs> he, uh, he's there with a like a bow tie, just standing there as a, a frightened person observing Robert Redford talking to the Winter Soldier. Mm. And um, just like what a cool thing to be in the room with. Uh, your, let's say you're a comics writer, and then all of a sudden you're in the room with Robert Redford <laughs> talking to a character you co-created. Uh, it's pretty fucking awesome. I I didn't know he was in there, and so in my head now, he's just in the background, like all wide-eyed, like really happy, just like watching everybody act like... <gasps> This is so cool. I'm here. <laughs> More or less. More yeah. or less. Um, later, we uh, we have Steve uh, going back to the Tris- Triskillian. Mm-hmm. Now I can't say it. Yeah. Uh, the Triskillian. And um, he he walks through there and uh, he <laughs> he has his old costume on at this point, mm. um, which uh, looks a little bit dorky in this movie. I got to be honest. Yeah. Um, the, it, it worked in the first Avenger, but after seeing his covert costume, it just, um, it, it, it doesn't work as well. I'm with you. Yeah. And I, I mainly pay attention to it because you've mentioned it, uh, mm-hmm. with the different costumes and that made me like really kind of notice it. But, uh, I, I love this scene cause he steals it from the museum, right? Is that the, am I thinking yeah. that right? And that's where Stan yeah. Lee shows up. Um, yeah, coming, yeah. The security guy, he's like, Oh, I'm still getting fired or whatever. That yeah. was funny. Um, I like the idea of it that he's uh, he can't get his old suit and then you know he's, he can find that one, but also it's like kind of a throwback and yeah, it's cool, but uh, yeah, it just doesn't um, doesn't look as good. Uh, yeah. And so yeah, it kind of it's kind of jarring, but I like the idea of it enough, so it floats it and it works for me overall. Yeah, yeah, you can uh, you can get through yeah. it absolutely. Um, uh, there's a cameo by the actor Danny Pudi in this uh, movie, um, who's the the Indian guy. He is uh, he was a character on Community. Mm-hmm which uh, Anthony and Joe Russo directed a couple of episodes oh, cool. uh, of him yeah. on. And uh, it was paintball episodes. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> kind of some, some good television right there. On. Um, I've heard it's a good hardcore, show. Hardcore, like, action movie uh, level yeah, shit. Yeah, right on. Uh, with paintball in a, uh, in a school. That's funny. I don't think they could do a, a paintball yeah. episode in a, uh, in a college these days. But, Probably not uh, a good idea. Yeah. So, um, also, I noted that uh, the guy who refuses to launch the helicarriers because of, mm-hmm. of Steve's speech, um, he's actually in uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. He comes mm. in at the end there as well. Um, he's on the, spoiler alert, helicarrier there yeah. uh, with uh, with Fury and, and uh, Maria Hill. That's cool. Uh, so I thought that was cool that they, they brought him back. Yeah, it's like little characters um, throughout. Not little, yes. just, you know, smaller roles. It's fine, little characters, you know, little people, a little bit different. Um, so we're at the end of the movie at this point, and I, I have to say this is one of the, the loudest endings to any movie yeah. um, out there because there's a lot of gunfire. There's things smashing into other things. Yeah. Um, there's people yelling. It's just a lot going yeah, on, yeah. a lot of explosions. Um, my wife fell asleep during this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Now, let me give this, you some, that, some context. Crazy. Uh, she, she did run a half marathon yeah. earlier that day, and that was her first one. And she got up super early to do that. I don't think she was able to to fit in a nap during the mm. uh, during the day. So uh, she, she fell enough. asleep when, when her body was just like, <laughs> and we're out. So, uh, so, but yeah, it, it cracks me up every time. That's hilarious. Because, uh, it's just so fucking loud. Yeah. Like, 
it seems like I w- I know I would wake up just because of the the theater just booming so much. Yeah. But, uh, when uh, when you're out, you're out. I guess so. Yeah. She's um, like, I actually slept we really s- well during that. <laughs> <laughs> Best nap you ever slept. Yeah. yeah, she said. Uh, she had her blanket with her. We had the like oh, reclining yeah. heated seats and whatnot. So it's just like yeah. perfect fodder for yeah. you know. Um, so uh, we also see Fury's weird eye yes. under his eye patch, and it looks fucked yeah. up. Like I always forget how bad it is. Like if the the eyeball was missing, it would not look as bad as it does in this yeah. movie because it's like a scratch like right through the cornea, mm-hmm. and it's just horrifying. The makeup is horrifying. great. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't stop looking yeah. at it. I, I know it had to be like CGI enhanced or whatever. And I, I'm sure that the poor artists who worked on it were just like, this, I, I got to take a, a vacation. Yeah. Uh, I got to take a, a couple of days off, uh, get back to it. Cause it's, it just, it, it looks stare that, Yeah. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, oh yeah. I've got it noted here that uh, Maria Hill was actually in this movie more than I remembered. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, but uh, I, I don't remember her playing. Uh, such a big role towards the, the end of this film yeah with them uh being part of picking them up taking them to fury oh, okay, and then yeah. coming back towards the, the end of the movie mm. as well um but uh but yeah i like i like that actress well enough oh that, yeah uh, i like her i'm glad she's in it um saw her just a little bit in the the first avengers movie kind of book endings uh, mm-hmm. the the movie yeah you know? i thought it was cool when she showed uh, up in that and i like that she's yeah been coming back for this like she's in age of ultron briefly uh, at least i remember it's been uh, a while since i've seen it uh, whenever Ultron like wakes yeah. up, you know, she's like at the, the after party at Tony's place or whatever, That's right. um, or the Avengers tower. And she gives a, a breakdown of, uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and, uh, in summation, she was like, he's quick. She's weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. That's funny. But I like her. Um, so. so, um, you know, at the end of the movie, we finally have the final showdown between the, uh, the costumed versions of, uh, Cap and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And, uh, we get to see, uh, Cap and Bucky's relationship play out a little bit more. Um, in the the previous fight scene with them, that's when uh, Cap knocks off his mask mm-hmm. and sees that Winter Soldier is in fact Bucky. Uh, so this is just tying up their their relationship yeah. and Steve trying to um, to save Bucky and also help him remember. Um, and uh, man, I just really like the relationship. Yeah. It's, it, it, I mean, putting yourself in Cap's shoes, mm-hmm. you've been, you're 95 years old at this point. <laughs> Everyone you've ever known is dead or in the process of dying. And then you find out your your best friend from back in the day is currently still alive yeah. and about the same age as mm-hmm. you, but also he's been turned evil. So you, he's kind of like the other side of the yeah. coin on, on that side of it. It's, so. Really um, cool uh, plot line, yeah. yeah, to to explore. Yes, yeah. yeah, and they pick it up in Civil War as mm-hmm. well. And uh, man, it's uh, good stuff. I, I like both of those uh, those characters yeah. together, and, and uh, the, look forward to see what happens to them in uh, Infinity War. Oh, I well. know, I know. Um, I uh, one of the things I was thinking about with this movie um, is I I don't know why I haven't thought about this one in any of our conversations going through the rest of them about like. Uh, Marvel villains and how um, they kind of get shit on sometimes for, for not being that great or whatever. But I'm like, if you look at this movie, though, Robert Redford is fucking killing it. Um, he's yeah. a great villain. He's just a lot more subtle than the rest of them. It's a lot it's a lot more political mm-hmm. again than it is um, like, you know, he's not wearing an iron suit, you know. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. he has the Winter Soldier, but it's like he's a villain, but he's also like that, that storyline is so... 
contentious between he and Cap, and it's it means so much more than him just being like a killer in this and like trying to kill Fury or whatever and all this stuff. Um, it becomes like such a bigger thing and like has propelled their movies further, um, and it's such a big part of that. So um, mm-hmm. I was and like Frank Grillo is great um, in his little roles, you know, for for uh, uh, what he's doing. Um, Hydra, like th- this movie, like is the villain is is maybe not so pared down to like one person in a suit or whatever and it's better for it and but it's like if you think marvel has bad villains or doesn't have good movies or whatever then watch this one and i think you you can't say otherwise i mean like this movie is so Mm -hmm. good on so many levels and the villains are no exception so yeah i think if this movie were like iron man 3 Steve would have been in full costume fighting Robert Redford. Yeah, yeah. Hand-to-hand combat, you know? Which, <laughs> Which wouldn't have worked no, at all. No, no. And it wouldn't work for Robert Redford, but um, it also doesn't really work that well, I think, for, for me in Iron Man 3. And so it's like they went yeah. a better direction for this one, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, great villains all throughout this movie at, to varying degrees. And uh, they've got enough that they can spread them out. Like, Cap's fighting Winter Soldier. Natasha is holding... Pierce at gunpoint, mm-hmm. and then Sam is fighting Grillo. So yeah. um, Steve really had to build up his uh, his uh, army, yeah. so to speak, to uh, to help combat all three of these people that were going after him. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Uh, that uh, had a note too that kind of leads to that the uh, the number of characters in the Cap movies. And one of the things I had read is like um, Thor and Iron Man have their supporting casts already around them, and they're like different, you know, California and and Asgard and everything. But Cap, they were, like, outside of, you know, his first movie, like, that's in World War II, and he has nobody anymore. So his people are, are S.H.I.E.L.D., his people are Black Widow and Nick Fury. And I was like, I'd never thought about it that way. I thought that was cool. Uh, but one of the things I love about the Cap franchise in particular, um, after their, his introduction, this movie is, like, a major turning point uh, with, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. dissolves, you know, and Hydra is exposed yeah. and all this stuff. Like, it's a major plot point for the whole of the MCU. And then Civil War is basically, like, Avengers 3 already, you know? Um, yeah. it has like everybody in it and it, it's not just a Captain America movie anymore, but I love the pace of this franchise out of all of them the most because like they discover Hydra and expose them all in one movie. Like they, there's more repercussions after this, uh, definitely in the age of Ultron, you know, they're going to fight them, um, and like find their different, um, battle stations around or their secret places around the world. But, um, and this movie, like, they discover that and expose it and bring down S.H.I.E.L.D. all in one go. And it doesn't feel like it's, like, too short. And it doesn't – they don't have to drag it out in multiple movies. So um, when I think about it, like, for the franchises, uh, I think this is my favorite out of all of the MCU. Like, his Cap 1, 2, and 3 are just fucking great uh, and so different than the rest of them. It's, like, they're bigger stories and they're better for it. So mm-hmm. I dig that. Yeah. I think – uh, phase two really kicks off with this movie. Like we had yeah. Iron Man three and Thor, they were okay, mm. but I, uh, Winter Soldier really like yeah. kicks the bar like so much higher. Roundhouse kicks, Hell yeah, like Blade all the way up to the top. <laughs> so this is the this is the the quality that uh, everybody or all the other films should try yeah. to reach for. Um, Good way to say that for the MCU mm-hmm. movies. Um, the uh, the end of this movie, um, we've got. Uh, Bucky and, and Cap fighting, and uh, they both fall into the water, and, uh, well, I guess Cap yeah. falls into the water, um, and then Bucky ends up saving him, dra- dragging him up on, on shore, and um, so Bucky, he's he's kind of broken mm-hmm. free from his, uh, his programming, but uh, he just is kind of out there in the world yeah. at that point, and then uh, 
Cap, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's starting his mission with Sam to try to track yeah. him down by the end of the Super film. Super cool. Uh, Fury, Fury is maintaining that he's dead. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Natasha is uh, kind of a free agent out there doing, doing whatever yeah. at this point. So um, It's cool. Cool yeah. ending. I like it. Me too. I really uh, set the 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 pace for that one. Bringing it back to the beginning when we talked about the uh, uh, Marvin Gaye Trouble Man soundtrack, I love whenever Cap wakes up um, after he was dragged out of the water. He wakes up in a hospital, and uh, Anthony oh, Mackie's sitting yeah. next to him, and Trouble Man is playing, and mm-hmm. Cap just wakes up and says, "On your left," and Anthony Mackie smiles. It's it's so good. Uh, it's like yeah. really really good quality cinema. Um, and bringing it all back together and everything like that. It's it's just a really well-made movie. I had never known who the Rousseau brothers were before this, and I was so excited when they came back for Civil War, and I'm so excited for Infinity War now. Um, yeah. I mean, I love Joss Whedon, and uh, I love what he did with the Avengers, and Age of Ultron I thought was, was better than I think a lot of people, um, even though I don't think it's as great. Um, yeah. And I, I thought at the time, like, oh, I want him back, you know, for Infinity War, but now I'm like, no, I'm sold on the Russo brothers. Uh, for that, yes. I think their action is is really great, uh, but also their their quiet dialogue moments are are really really good. So uh, yes, uh, I enjoy those. I enjoy. I think this movie is great to me because I enjoy the action and the superhero stuff, but I enjoy the quiet scenes more. I think uh, just the story of it more um, than all of that. That's just yeah. like icing on the cake almost. So yeah, having the the different interactions between the characters and, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, it's all it's good. awesome. Yeah, it has a, a really good pace, yeah. a really good flow. Yeah. Like, I'd love to see like a chart of like the action beats mm-hmm. versus the like the different non-action yeah. beats in this. Man, it'd be yeah, yeah. Awesome. it's it's good and it yeah. yeah it keeps a good pace and like I said it you know they have the big fights and the small fights and then they have the quiet moments and the talking and but it doesn't feel like you're not waiting to get to the action and you're not waiting to get through the action. It's it's all really well balanced. I think the movie is it's uh, mm-hmm. a good way to put it. It's just balanced, but. Uh, um, yeah, and then leading into another note I had too at the very end was uh, the credits design, um, like the the <laughs> yeah. CGI like cartoon like stylized, stylized credits, credits yeah. are so fun to watch, uh, and the music yeah. too. I, I didn't mention that earlier. I love the score of this movie. Um, I love Cap's themes and stuff throughout the movies, but uh, I thought it was just really good. It fit the tone so well. Um, and then yeah, leading into those credits, uh, there's I I don't I, I like to watch credits, and some stylized credits are fun. Uh, in general, but these, I was like, I was like enthralled. I was like, oh, what's going to happen next? They're really fun. I just dug it. So good design. Yeah. I, I like when they, they have the character names and then they've got like a something showing yes. that character or representing that character. Yeah. That's always really fun. And then you get to the very end and it's just like, like two or three names at once and it's just like some random artwork and there's like, oh, <laughs> well, you got your You're name there, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, after that first stylized credits, we have the the first of two post credit mm-hmm. scenes, which uh, is uh, the mid credit scene has uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. We get to see them with Baron Strucker. Yep. So these are all new characters that we're seeing, um, all of which come back in Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. which is uh, like two movies yep. away before we get to that. But um, but yeah, so Scarlet Witch, uh, she's like floating some weird blocks that she slams together, and then Quicksilver is just running uh, and uh, kind of spazzing out a little bit in his his chamber mm-hmm. but uh he's doing it all super fast yep. so um thought that was a uh, was pretty cool yeah. to get a quick glimpse of, of those characters and uh, i think all of the actors or at least quicksilver and scarlet witch 
uh, the actors who play them are uncredited. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just like a cameo thing. So but, uh, I remember when I first saw that, um, those were characters I wasn't really familiar with. And I don't remember, I, you know, Quicksilver is also in uh, X-Men Days of Future's Past. Um, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. it is a much better version of that character. Uh, yeah. It's just a, a much worse movie uh, than the rest of the MCU movies and stuff. Um, but I think it was unfortunate timing that they both had chosen that. But I don't remember where you know, where those movies came out together, uh, like how close or like when their trailers, like if we'd already seen that, uh, that other version. Same year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah same year. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but either way, I remember watching this and I was a little put off by them because the movie is so good. And I thought the effects, I guess, were okay. But like, I didn't know this characters were, she's just like floating stuff around in her hands with like this red, you know, look to it. And I've, I've grown to like her character a lot, um, yeah. now, and especially like with her and Vision and stuff later on, but um, I I'm still not quite sold on that scene at the end. Um, it doesn't. It feels a little jarring to me after the realisticness of uh, what we just saw in the Winter Soldier. But uh, but I'm yeah, I, I I almost like it more just because I know where Age of Ultron goes with them and everything, and I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, but it, it seems a little goofier, I guess, than than the movie we just saw. So uh, it's all good yeah. though. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I think they shot that like almost just after mm-hmm. those characters were uh, were cast. Yeah. So I think they're just trying to get it in there and have like Quicksilver on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Before Fox did it, uh-huh. <laughs> that's probably why. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's that's really all that. Well, does. and I saw that Whedon wrote and directed that scene uh, for this for that end credit scene. So oh, really? which is cool, okay. and that's probably why it looks a little different as well. Um, yeah. Which I'm cool with. Uh, I mean, that's part of what these are for you know is to to give the next view of the next movie or whatever so that's fine um but uh but yeah a little jarring for me at least the first time i saw it for sure um and then at the very end we've got uh bucky uh as the winter soldier he's at the the captain america museum Mm -hmm. and um we see him i guess looking at his his like monument that he's got there and uh, I think that's where he's like really trying to remember. It's not anything major. Yeah. Uh, there's not really even any dialogue yeah. that uh, that's in that's that cool. scene. But uh, but yeah, it is. Uh, we we can see that he's out in the world and trying to remember who he mm-hmm. is and kind of sets him up for being on the run in Civil yeah. War. No, that's cool. Um, I also I loved the scene earlier when Cap goes to the museum, um, and so I liked to kind of bookmark it or bookend it with uh, with this one as well with Bucky going there, especially because he doesn't remember this stuff at all. And so he's trying to right. learn it all as well about himself. So, um, yeah, I thought it was cool. I also, I think it's neat because this is, you know, Bucky is starting to remember a little bits of it, but it's like his, he's like alone in the world now. Like he's out on his own, but he's, he's been frozen and thought out for, you know, for assassinating people for like decades. And so it's cool to think of him like starting out this way, even though that scene is not much, it kind of, you know, it's the impetus for the rest of the, his, his, uh, storyline and everything like that. So that's cool. Yeah. Well, audience, we're going to ask you what you thought of Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, let us know via email, Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, again, that's at let's talk about stuff pod at gmail.com, and then on Twitter and Instagram at LTASpod. Um, do you want to, we still have to do our ratings, but do you want to go through the Rotten Tomatoes score? Yeah, uh, that's cool. So Rotten Tomatoes was an 89%. Boom. <laughs> it should be much higher. Uh, oh my God, I'm actually shocked by right that. Top. Yeah. I was I was shocked about what you said earlier that Toy Story two has a one hundred. Oh yeah, Toy, people love Toy Story two. I see 2. maybe like one or three, but Toy Story two. I, whoa, maybe I'm wrong. Then I know three also. Like they all, um, Toy Story one, two, and three all have a ninety nine or like ninety eight to hundred. Um, 
three. It might have been three that I was thinking though, but uh, that had a hundred percent. But uh, they're all like way, way up there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it might, might have been my bad. Have, I'm gonna have to look it up because it's uh, it's bugging it's me. Now. It, you know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're all really high though. Uh, and eighty nine. I'm just. I can't believe this didn't crack ninety. Just right there. But uh, it's it's my yeah. favorite out of the series and. Um, it's just a good movie, regardless of being superhero movies. So, yeah. uh, I I definitely think it's uh, should be like high nineties for sure. So, yeah, not as good as Wonder Woman. No, no, nope. uh, you know, <laughs> that's the that's the world we're living in. So, Toy Story one has one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Toy Story two, one hundred percent. Toy Story three, fourteen percent. No, ninety nine percent. Yeah, so they all just yeah. a percentage off. Wow, crazy, right? That's a uh, that is insane. Yeah. They, that's one of the best reviewed series of all time. Yeah. Toy Story. Definitely. That's, again, that's the bar. Yeah. And we have a, that's they've the announced Toy Story 4. It's, I think it's like two years from now or three years from now. Uh, Disney and Marvel came out, and I don't know if you saw the other day, they, they um, booked a whole bunch of dates for like through like 2022 or 2023. Yeah, that's right. They added like six new movies to the yeah. Marvel film. Yeah, but it's like yeah. almost then they all had untitled it. so far. Yeah, which is fine, but uh, but Toy Story four was on that list. So, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I didn't see that. I saw that there were a few different Pixar movies. Yeah. but uh, it's funny how they've got them listed as like uh, Disney live action yeah, movie, Disney animated movie, Disney Pixar, Pixar movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole bunch of them, and like Marvel and all that stuff. Yeah, and the speculation online. Oh like, yeah. Oh, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be this, this, and this. It's like, you, you know, know what it's going to be? You don't. You don't know what it's going to be because you don't know when you're not part of that group. <laughs> Kevin Feige knows. <laughs> but that's about it. Um, so, yeah, 89 for Rotten Tomatoes, which we uh, disagree with. I think that should be higher. Uh, but I think this one's a straight-up pizza. So, Oh, man. It is dinosaurs all the way. You know what? This is this movie is a dinosaur-eating pizza. Oh, I like that. It was that good. Mm-hmm. It's the ultimate Marvel movie. Yeah, it's it's definitely in, uh, in my top two or three. Uh-huh. Yeah. movies um for the mcu um like i said uh, spider-man homecoming yeah. uh might have knocked sure. it off there just because i have such an affinity for spider-man and then being in the mcu and they but, nailed it yeah uh, yeah and then rewatching this movie i was like but is it though yeah there so you go see i i'm gonna have to rewatch them yeah again i think uh spider-man spider-man 2 whatever that ends up being, uh, could knock this one out because it's like, I think that there are aspects of that story, even though I loved it and I loved, uh, I can't remember his name right now, Vulture, uh, and all that stuff. Um, uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think that, uh, wherever they go next will be, it'd be like this, you know, like I love Captain America, the first Avenger, but this movie is like leaps and bounds so much better. So, yeah, uh, once you, once you get past some of yeah. the, the setup and all of that. So yeah. I, I expect the same thing with Spider-Man. That. It'd be really fun to see where he goes next. Yeah. So, you expect and demand. I, basically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and threat. Uh, so for next week, uh, we're planning to have a special guest on with us yeah. uh, to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, hopefully, we will have Kent Blue from the Roll to Play podcast on here with us to to discuss. That's uh, what we've got planned anyway. So yeah. hopefully, uh, that will come to fruition and uh, we talk about Guardians and maybe a few other things, a few other movies that... Uh, he, he might uh, feel differently about yeah. than us. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so. super looking forward to this. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. too. So it'll be our first guest that uh, is not... Uh, th- Related. Does not currently live with one of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, again, if you've got any questions or comments, dog pictures, any yeah. of that stuff you want to send us, 
do so. Uh, we've got the contact information in the um, the show notes mm-hmm. of this uh, this podcast. So scroll down there and look at it. Look at it. Ah, look at it. I'll look at it right now. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, and then if you would, please rate and review us. It helps people find us and helps uh, other people passive-aggressively shit on the other LCAS, so, uh <laughs> Which is let's, Brent's let's, number one goal, really. So That's my only life yeah, goal. Yeah, there you uh, go. And I'm succeeding so far. <laughs> so uh, also follow Stephen on Letterboxd and Twitter at StephenFisher22. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbert. Uh, and, uh, on that note yes. of Letterboxd, uh, I have been trying to put some reviews of the movies I've watched in the last few weeks, uh, especially the Oscars ones on there. I forgot to mention that when I was going through that earlier. Uh, that oh, I, nice. I put some feelings. I, I'm not doing my structured reviews like in the 140 characters the Twitter style font or uh, uh, framing that I was doing before, but uh, I did put some thoughts out there about what I feel about them. So please go to my letterbox and check those out as well. And you end all of your reviews with LOL. Basically. <laughs> I, I want people to, to que- you know, it's kind of a question mark. I want people to be like, was he serious or was he not? I don't know. I don't know what he feels. <laughs> it's so weird when people like respond to emails or texts or whatever with uh, like a random LOL yeah. in there. You're like, like I, I got one recently that said, uh, it said, Hey, LOL. And I was like, oh, well, I guess, why is that funny that you're saying, Hey, it's so, it's so, confusing. It's so perplexing. Yeah. And then you're like, but why do they do that? Now I have to think about this for like hours. So yeah, I did. I, I just sat there and yep. looked at the text message and I was like, in real life, they'd be like, Hey, <laughs> you'd be like, uh, this person's weird. I don't know how to yeah, respond you're to that. crazy. I need to put down. Uh, so until next time. I'm Steven. <laughs> it threw me for a second. Yeah, sorry. I, uh, I was saying that as soon as I saw you pick up a drink. I know. I was like, uh-oh. Should I say my name first? Is that going to throw things It would. I would have been like, much? and I'm Brett, too. I don't know how to read. Uh, so, yeah, I'm Brent. Let's talk later. Let's talk later. On your left. I don't have a good sync word Triskelion. for this week. Triskelion. There we go. <laughs> I just popped in my head. I just <laughs> like that that name. It's cool. It is awesome. Yeah. All right. So Triskelion in three. One, two, three. Triskelion. Triskelion. <laughs> there was a super long pause. <laughs> I just kept talking. I was like, well, at least I'll have something on there. <laughs> and on three. All right. One, two, three. Triskelion. Triskelion. Um, I was talking about wanting to rewatch Wonder Woman. Now okay. We, we know what it is. Maybe it will sit with us a little bit different. Do you want to just state that again and just go through whatever you're going to say? I, I just did. <laughs> 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 it froze, but your eyes are in the back of your head. <laughs> I saw your O face. <laughs> oh, that scene is amazing. <laughs> I have those same glasses. Saki!